0: yeah it was more of case of this is something that would be involved in my job therefore it's okay to have it on on my line of research she was a researcher at university so it's kind of like yeah i mean absolutely normal
1: well that's exactly it it's it's an entirely normal part of human existence so why is it still stigmatized in 2022 just let's just normalize it and yeah, move on, sort of, thing, which is know. a very good point. Yeah, it's like, what, what does it matter? Yeah,
2: no, it yeah, doesn't matter. It's, it's like that Terry Pratchett with his um, you know, if you could say if it's for a project, you could pretty much get away with anything, <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely. Stick out the shelf behind the, I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: just, just have to check <laughs> yeah, if there's anything check behind, behind you. <laughs> yeah, just check <laughs> no. what's behind you.
2: Uh, I strategically placed a couple of items just in case, um, but because this this is the cleanest it's ever been. It's a very uh, tidy workshop. You can't see behind you. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is, is it everything is it just all here?
1: been moved?
2: To the... Staring at multiple glue uh, gorilla glues from um, Maker Central.
0: Mm. I thought uh, we had I, a I've, Yeah, I've seen. I've seen a cartoon where there's kind of somebody's kind of. I think it's like a university student, and they're on a kind of a, a FaceTime chat, Zoom chat with parents. And you can kind of sort of see this kind of very nice and tidy room that's kind of all <laughs> nicely lit up and then it's all tidy, it pans up. it's nicely But And then the rest of the room is just chaos, clothes all over the floor, folders and book just cast aside,
1: mess, yeah, the field empty of plates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys get a, a beautifully curated view of, of my, you know, kind of mess behind me. And, you know, I, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, you know, this, this kind of mess is, all around the room you know i don't i don't um yeah well i know where everything
2: is definitely <laughs> <roughly. laughs> i mean occasionally i find things and you know like what what was that for um and i can't remember there was obviously they had a big thing you know that i'll definitely keep that um and then uh lose it and then don't remember what it was for i mean I, I'm, the computer's sitting on a sheet of steel that i stole from <laughs> skip uh i can't remember what i wanted to do with that Salvaged, I think is the word you meant there. That's salvaged, yes, re-rehomed. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: thought an probably...
1: ethical quandary, isn't it? Because strictly speaking, if the person's thrown it out because they don't want it anymore, but well, it is still legally owned by them until the skip driver takes it away, and then it's owned by the skip yeah. company. Yeah. So, strictly speaking, you are supposed to, if you if you're about to lift something out of a skip, you are supposed to ask the. Uh...
2: Well, I, on the whole, I I do. Asked most of the times, but um, uh, it depends. Like sometimes you just gotta be no there. You think like they're not gonna miss two bricks, you know? And yeah. I needed two bricks at the time. Um.
1: <laughs> that bath isn't gonna hold water. We'll have it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Good there's, a, there's
0: also the, there's the there's the element of you helping them out because particularly if the skip is maybe creating more on the space space side. On the yeah, yeah, if you, you you can't really send a skip that's overflowing. You're only supposed to fill up to the line. Oh yes, yes. Ignore that. Mm-hmm. So if you're removing some items, you're making it so they're not going to get fined or charged extra by the company.
2: Well as I said, with um what I used to do a lot more pallet wood uh, projects. Yeah, you know, I always used to ask I'm like, oh, it's all right if I take can I take that pallet out? And they look at me like, shut up. <laughs> just go, mm-hmm. take it, you know, stop wasting my time. It's rubbish. <laughs> yeah.
0: We've got we've got a, a there's a, a tiny little industrial, well, there's a couple actually, inter- a little industrial estate in the village. And one of the companies there is actually kind of in the car. There's a car park before the estate. There's quite a few companies within the estate, probably five or six. And one of the companies has actually put up a little sign saying free pallets now and in sort of the edge of the car park. And every now and again you see sort of one between one and sort of eight pallets just stacked up. Mm -hmm. And they're normally they're normally gone within half a day.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm quite lucky because um, uh, my uncle works in a storage place, and so people often leave pallets in uh, there when they le- they take all their stuff out, leave a load of pallets. And um, so mm. it's, I get phone calls quite frequently, like, oh, do you want any pallets? I was like, oh, how many are you talking about? It's like, well, 30 or 40? It's like two, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's why I see stacks of pallets so I kind of wish that I had, A, a bigger workshop, and B, yeah. a fan.
2: Oh, mm. Yes. And one of those uh nail remover things, oh yeah, yeah, they're good yeah i've i've I want one they, of those just for fun
0: i've I have thought a couple of times that yeah it was wild, there was a while but there was I first discovered them they were really, really difficult to get in the u k, yeah, mm. and you could get them from the states, but the kind of the, the import costs were as much as the device itself, yeah, but I have seen them now i I'm pretty sure you can get them through like Amazon.
2: I've said, yeah, there's, I can't remember who I... There's a couple of um, people, like MTE pallets, I think it is. Um, they're local to us, and uh, I think he's got one of those things. And um, his store uh, of pallet wood is, is immense, uh, but it's organized, um, and you know, it's all beautiful stuff that he's managed to get, um, uh, hardwood included. I've never found a hardwood pallet. No, mm-hmm. me. Apparently they exist. I, I, th- I, th- I th- think
1: they're more of a other side of the puddle thing, don't they?
0: yeah they do get a lot i mean, I've, I've i've heard that if you get things like uh garden supply gardening supplies the, not garden supplies uh garden decoration type things like benches or fancy pots mm. a lot of those are made kind of in india and that kind of sort of region yeah and that they off they don't have pine as a
2: cheap resource oh, of course not no i suppose if it's something very heavy as well um yes it might yeah you want something heavy
0: and something that's come from kind of far away and not something that's just been in boxes
2: yeah someone told me they make pallets out of uh like purple heart out there in the states just like ah this old thing you know i'll just use that to cut something around (laughs) (laughs) i think
0: in the states particularly there is kind of a, almost a regionality to certain woods so here hear people in some regions so sort of, you know, that walnut is kind of i mean like for us walnut is kind of a quite prestigious wood it's quite expensive and yeah. there are certain parts of the states where kind of yeah using walnut yeah you keep that for your best stuff and there's other places where people literally have walnut trees falling down in their back garden <laughs> and walnut is just firewood yes. it's
2: scrap wood it's firewood yes yeah oh it yeah and it the has, price, the price
0: has... variation across the country for the
1: same wood is huge we just have the, the beloved Bramble. It's a, our kind of equivalent, isn't it? it just oh, you we we could make brambles.
2: <laughs> we should <laughs> be I mean, able to utilize them better. That would be uh, we'd be rich brambles. Yeah, can you imagine I if we
1: did? did that that sort of thing of like I mean i just, just pre- I look I mean, I, mean I love blackberries. Black apple
0: cumbrel. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah.
1: Brambles
2: yeah Brambles and Bramleys. If we could, um, shred them and do what they do with uh, the was it uh, not cane.
1: Like make rope out of it or something.
2: Yeah, something like the, the they bond them with resin, and it's um I think it's cane. Like you know, literally, like it'll like come bamboo. back to me in a bit. Bamboo, that's ah, the word. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say rattan then. Yeah, but surely with enough resin, you could put anything in it, couldn't you? Just um. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, enough resin can do anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I mean, do I mean, we have so, about some of the all? um? gonna say some of the brambles we've got around i mean you've got, we've got brambles in our garden that, yeah thicker than my little finger mm-hmm. if i've seen some probably as thick as my bum and
2: yeah vicious just, uh, yeah oh yeah and when i was course- caretaking when they were was, they were all around the, the schoolyard and um and there was you had to sort of try and clear all of the things that had fallen into the brambles and there was like some sort of old climbing frame and the the way this had entwined around it was like you you can keep that there's I'm not going in there.
1: It's become one with nature again.
2: It is. Yes. It's just like osmosis. It just ate the thing. It turned into some sort of climbing frame bramble hybrid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> terrifying. I do love
1: those kind of things where you see like a tree growing around something, you know, like an old, you know. Oh, the button, uh, there's a the bike and there's a few cars. And... Yeah, exactly. Where you just get the tree just sort of enveloping it as it's growing up and things. Yeah. I the the, the kind of chain stuff.
2: link fence. And it just of you can yeah. see it oozing out, but then eventually it's just absorbed it,
1: it's consumed.
0: <laughs> we we had a not long after we got married. We uh, acquired not a, a, an, 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 no, my my wife and I uh, we acquired an allotment. <laughs> we kind of put our names down because we uh, when we our first house that we bought together, our first house had that we, after we were married had kind of a tiny little garden, but then when we bought a house it didn't have a garden it had you know, seven meters by one and a half meters of concrete and that's yeah. all it had so we kind of we went to grow some stuff so we 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 put our name down and we got this we i think we waited about seven or eight months which wasn't very long before no that's came not up. long at all <laughs> and so we, we went along to this allotment and they hadn't cleared it half of it was just covered in brambles it took us about a month just to clear the brambles off, Yeah. and we we planted a few things. We got yeah, we did a bit of digging. We planted a few things, and then we'd gone on holiday uh, the following summer, and we came back and everything had disappeared. There were there were weeds everywhere. It was just like yeah, we'd gone away and kind of somebody <laughs> kind of magically made weeds appear. Yeah, it's,
1: and it's, it's tough work. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we cool. just back to the right allotment.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> Well, I know we had because initially, just before we, we basically turned brambles. up and we were like, yeah, we, we turned up and we were like, ah, oh. and we just we were just fed up with it and we just saying, right, we've put in so much effort and we've we've lost everything, but we had planted quite a lot of potatoes, and just kind of a, as a, a random kind of sort of thing, I put I put the fork in the ground where the potatoes would be, turned it over, and there were some potatoes. Oh no, there they were, were only baby ones. Yeah, they were only baby ones. All the all the tops had gone. The tops completely disappeared. Just there was just weeds everywhere.
2: Secret potatoes. But we dug
0: out. We dug out about three or four carrier bags worth of potatoes. Uh, yeah, literally <laughs> almost busting. We, nice. so we had yeah. gorgeous, I mean, they were gorgeous potatoes. They're baby potatoes. So they, were, you know nothing huge. But it was just like that was it. And we we said that right. That's it. Done.
2: Oh Got yeah, you gave. Uh, and we're out. We gave I've it. I've had. I had mine. Well, I'm still technically the owner of my plot. Um, I've had it about eight years, but. The last two have been a struggle um, in terms of enthusiasm and um, uh, and time, I suppose, because I'd rather try to do more things in here. Uh, but it was very rewarding the first time. And, um, you know, it was amazing what came out. But yeah, so eight years later, I'm kind of tired of handing over to someone else now because there's a you basically take on a co worker and then they can take on the plot after a year. It's a way of sort of cheating the system a little bit because um, there's up to a um, four year waiting list now. In
0: our area, wow! I think allotments used to be allotments used to be much more of a thing. I mean, I I believe I may be wrong. I'm sure a historian will correct me. There was some sort of law after World War II that basically made it that councils had to provide
2: allotments. Yeah, I think that's true. But I I
0: think I think that kind of law may have either it's disappeared or it's basically just kind of been forgotten
1: and yeah fewer people so wanted them to and... keep up with and them. developers I mean, they're, they're just bought up to the land
2: housing yeah yes yeah. Yeah, and... i mean like we're quite a built-up area so um like the more houses they're building there's not a lot of gardens well there's not many new gardens so yeah mm. I, I, they, think... they measured them in rods do you did you know how many rods that or what a rod is i used to no, it's I, quite, yeah,
0: there's um, a there's a bunch of those, isn't there? There's the there's rods and there's um chains and there's all the various yes. different Yeah, I, I can't even think back from my
1: surveying days.
0: Yeah, well, I'll
2: tell them. We're my just very the, <laughs> 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 Yeah, meters I understand maybe, um uh, but rods is like oh it's like uh, a millionth of a furlong. I like, oh okay or twenty-seven fish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if
1: you if you get if you go
0: to the full kind of the full gamut of those measurements, it's yeah. bizarre. Some of the fifty
1: seven big toes of a, an average yeah. height, average weight man <laughs> in his thirties. Yeah. Well, some of it was based on things like the king. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's what the foot was. Yeah, it's the, the, the length f- of the oh, king's foot. Oh,
2: is that why it's imperial? Yes, that's that, yeah. Oh wow, just did sense. a brain thing.
0: And <laughs> like like so is it seems like hands as well for, for horses, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. the hand is kind of defined by it was literally kind of people doing that to yeah, hand over hand to that's
2: not. bad. I'd rather be height. measured in hands I think It'd be a bit but bit better for me
1: <laughs> I mean there's, I, a, there's I a, think... a joke in there about <laughs> about the size of a person's hand and making things look bigger. Yeah <laughs> I'll
0: live on I think one of the problems for us with the, with the allotment was that we had to drive there and it was a good mm. yeah it was a good sort of 10 or 15 minute drive. Depending on the traffic, in order to get to the allotment, and I think, I uh, certainly have some friends of ours uh, who live in Bristol. The house that they first had in Bristol, their allotment was literally two-minute walk down the road. Mm. That was yeah, the gate. and so for them, the allotment they were very successful with the allotment because they could get there every day. Multiple times a day, if they wanted, if they wanted, yeah, they could literally go. Oh, we haven't got any courgette for dinner, (laughs) and send one of the kids running down to the allotment. I'm
1: going to to the outdoor fridge. Yeah, (laughs) running down to the allotment with a pair of scissors just to (laughs) select the courgette. I suppose it's it's the same theory about um,
2: going to the gym, isn't it? If you, um, I've not that I go to the gym, but all the friends that do go to the gym, they say, well, if you're going to go to one, get one that's close to you. Yeah. And I was like, well surely you should run to it, shouldn't you? It's like, but no, you you won't want to.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> or near work. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to say. Is we've had that where um in the before times, um my mate and I used to train at a gym that was basically on our way back from work. So we could we could get changed, get ready at work, call in on the way back in, and then it was just the drive on home. Whereas like now for me to go to that gym, it's an eight mile drive. Ooh. So it's, yeah, it's not, it's not really worth me doing that gym. <laughs> I mean, granted yeah. there are others in the area that I still haven't signed up for, much.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, think, I think it's a, that's a key thing. I mean, I'm, I I'm, wait, I'm waiting on a phone call tomorrow from the, uh, lady who teaches Pilates in the village because basically I had, I had a chat with the doctor no, I'm okay. before last who basically said, yeah some exercise probably would help you um it was like oh, yeah, yeah I know it's like what well, I don't want to do because the worst thing I, I used to do Pilates in town but that's a 20 minute drive and driving's, not good for you. driving's really not good for me so any benefit I might have from actually kind of doing the Pilates mm. would be destroyed by the drive there and the drive back. And it's not like kind of yeah. Oh, I could do it on the way to work or something. Because
2: yeah,
0: I, I can you Pilate really in the car? I can have a pie and a latte if I go through the right ra- <laughs> driving. Yeah.
3: yeah, I don't
1: think pie and latte is what they're actually going for.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: some, I, I, anyway, I'm hoping well,
0: that, you, you could yeah, Pilate the
1: car there, couldn't you? Yeah, something like that. Pil- pilot it. There. <laughs>
0: And I'm hoping I'm hoping I can do one within the walking distance in the village hall. Yeah. That'll be nice. So that could be that could be interesting. But it depends on whether she feels that she's able to take on somebody with
1: some of my just medical issues. <laughs> uh, oh, poor, uh, failing. Is, is that one of those delicate phone calls where you say, you know, are you happy to take on a problem case? Yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of hoping. I mean, Joe, Joe, I think I'm pretty sure it was Joe Pilates that actually designed the uh kind of the program of exercise to help recover from a back injury if i remember correctly hmm. right so about 100 years a ago if i also remember correctly
1: did you know him yeah. well he <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, was, was just yeah he was a bit of a snob so but, i, had to, I yeah. had to get that in otherwise yeah. everyone in <laughs> the chat would have been upset <laughs> uh yeah basically uh, uh, when you disappeared off to um what been the pre-chat Darren? Mm. we did uh, did comment about how tidy the workshop is uh, Mm. oh uh, yeah it's it's a bit of
2: effort um i think after maker central uh i felt a bit motivated and i kind of got on top of it uh there is some bigger plans really well there's always bigger plans isn't there but um uh, you're currently in the space that should have a chop saw in it but um since i upgraded from the evolution to the Hakoki, which is a, a much better saw, but it's got a wider footprint. It just sort of dangles over mm-hmm. the edge, so that's that's something I have to sort at some point. Um, but yeah, it's—I um, oh, can't remember the exact measurements. Uh, it's about two and a half by four, four meters. And I'm quite short, sure, so I've got some ceiling space. <laughs> I think I'm Duncan. Can, came can, here. Can forget cent, about that. Um, and he, he, he could, yeah, he struggled. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, he's gonna have to, if he ever comes to the Tinkerage, he's gonna have to duck. <laughs> <laughs> Stand outside. <laughs> that's the that's the approach I need to take. Yeah, he'll it, it, be hunchback just to get in the door. <laughs> Never mind.
1: So, talking about, we, we um, we took my mother in law for a sort of a drive and then stopped at a pub last week and, um, um, my wife and I went, wandered in to, to go and get the drinks and, uh, t- it was, you know, old, old pub in a, you know, it's like a thatched roof and everything. And I'll send her nowhere. And, um, there was two drop beams in between the kind of the, the corridor running through and where the bar area is. um, My wife just sort of wanders through and I, I noticed the beam. And I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll need, definitely need to duck under that. Cause it's, it's kind of my eyebrow height. So ducked under the the beam and then went to stand up, and then couldn't in the kind of the two meter length between the two <laughs> beams, and the whole ceiling was was not too much <laughs> higher than the beams. So you <laughs> basically, had to like walk for like two two and a half meters, like ducked over to one side, oh. and then back with the drinks.
3: It used to be a nightclub near
2: us. like that. Um, it was called Scandals. It was in the basement um, around the South Sea area, but uh, I, it's never bothered me. But I, most of my friends are taller than me. And the first time I took them there, I just heard the <laughs> dog. I turn around. <laughs> Two people on the floor. Yeah, some advantages to been short. Yeah. Some advantages. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody asked me to reach for anything. So, uh, yeah. Can you get that from that, <laughs> that shelf? No.
0: But not even like off the floor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get that one Yeah, that kind
1: of that, that midsection where, you you know, you're not, you're not asked to reach the the low down stuff or the high up stuff.
2: Yes. Yes. Like, uh, just magazines, good magazines, (laughs) the right kind of magazines. I'll stop.
1: Stop, stop digging that hole. Yes.
3: (laughs) Uh,
1: First, first time I went skiing,
0: there was, um, there was this very distinctive ski instructor, French guy, very short. And they all, all the ski instructors, of course, wear their kind of the ski school ski wear. So they're always very distinctive. And I'd called into a uh, sort of bookshop, magazine sort of shop corner sh- store type place. And there was this very distinctive, very short, uh, ski instructor. Stood on a set of steps so he could get to the top shelf magazines. <laughs> so he was clearly a regular because they had set a set of steps for him.
2: Uh, so, like, um, under the Dwarf used to, uh, the Discworld's romantic dwarf, but he used to carry his own stepladder around to flirt with the people. <laughs> Genius. Is it,
1: have you seen that, that, uh, that art piece, um, a few years ago now? but uh, I can't remember who who it was by, but the, the whole premise of it, it was um, a group of people that he'd invited to basically all have a conversation. And what he'd done is taken their the heights and then made them all stilts uh, at specific heights that would allow them to all be at eye level for conversation. Oh. So you've then got sort of 20, 30 people in this room all wearing these, I think they're like bright blue stilts. Uh, You know, like the kind that your kids would get. So they just kind of stuck to your shoes and just kind of make your shoes taller. Um, But then you just had this group of people who were all exactly the same height. So they could have face to face conversations with whomever they were chatting to.
2: I wonder how how people reacted to that. Like, I mean, like, because I I have an issue with eye contact. It's right for a a camera. I don't, I very rarely Mm. look people in the eye when I'm talking to them. I tend to focus on their left ear. Uh, But. I, I imagine... I'll go for the mouth. That would make me... Yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
1: I, I tend to look at the mouth as well for lip reading.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, that's that's increasing over years. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> It's just, just loud gigs and things. You just get so used to... What? what? <laughs> so writing on your phone or, or lip reading. But, yeah, it, I, that's exactly... It, it's a, a, a really good point in that... It's got to be a blessing and a curse in that sense for some people.
2: Yes, yeah. I mean, well, same with Zoom. Um, I, I, I used to hate face to face meetings, um, but Zoom sort of added a little bit of a barrier to that, removed some of that um, social awkwardness with, uh, with with eye contact because I mean, I'm not looking at a face. I'm looking at a tiny little dot. Um, so got a bit more confident using these sort of things, um, which is yeah, uh, well, that was also sort of overcoming techno fear as well. So two for one. Uh, huh. Yeah. But I used to do um Amdram quite a lot when I was, um, not that long ago. Um, but it's I could stand on stage, you know, pratfall and tell jokes and do all those things. And, but it was because I didn't have to look at anyone's faces because of the lights. Yeah. I was like, I can't see you. <laughs> and if I can see you, I, I won't look at you.
0: <laughs> for the benefits of our uh, American listeners, and other parts of the world, Amdram is amateur dramatics. Yes. So it's kind so of you been... local, local theatre groups. It's yes, amateur gone. by yes.
2: name. We take yes. it very seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Non-professional dramatics.
2: Not, yes, yeah. I mean, well, because <laughs> I, I used to enjoy doing the pantos, basically, because it, it, there's a lot of leeway um, for things going mm. wrong there. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, panto, again, that's a very British thing, isn't it? Pantos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, no, I'm not
2: it. sure if that's crossed the pond or not. A panto. I have no idea. Perhaps some of American listeners can
0: reach out and tell us. There's, do they understand the idea of a panto or give its full name a pantomime?
2: Pantomime, probably the last one was Naked Gun
1: 33.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think, I, th- I mean, I think there is an element to that. There is no, if you can't see the audience, like I've, I've done a few things on stage and it's like, if you've got the lights on you, yeah, you can't see the people. And, and so mm. it does make it a lot easier. It's harder, I think, if you do then something like an assembly in a school, because generally they don't have lights down in oh, the cover kind of and lights on the stage, because who knows what the kids would get up to. Uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I recommend anyone sense. that can do that. Uh, my wife's a teacher, and uh, I went to go see her do an assembly once, and I was just sort of blown away how she just held their attention and spoke like off the cuff uh, as well. Cause, I mean, her uh, doing the things on stage is completely different because I had a script and everyone and everyone's like, "Oh, do you, do you go do some improv stuff?" I was like, "No, I can't make things up. Um, I've got to got to read what's script? in front of me." Yeah.
0: It's it's interesting actually. We just actually we just had a comment from the audience. Andy has just uh, said he doesn't think there is panto
1: in the US. Yeah, uh, I wonder if there is a an equivalent, but just under a different name and and less perhaps less silly, maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe that is the key to panto is just the silliness of it. Very...
3: Oh,
0: no! It isn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, uh, it is basically the same jokes just dressed up in different costumes isn't it really yes, yes
2: yeah i mean like and, and the traditions um that uh sort of stem from shakespearean time because like, uh, my wife still doesn't mm. really get why we why they are um, like the panto lead is usually a, a girl playing a dude um yeah uh, t- and there's and a dame okay. the uh, right dames there. are the dames are yeah usually men dressed up yeah. yeah well i think that that's
1: one of the the um one of the best lines i ever saw because um a lot of my family been doing acting and stuff so i sort of grew up around a lot of theater and panto and and that kind of stuff and i think it was um I think it might have been like a, aladdin or Cinderella or one of those and there was the the, the dame you know the usual typical washerwoman type and uh it, it, it broke into um don't cry for me Argentina but uh, it was, it was, Don't cry for me, I'm the cleaner, <laughs> and it just it just stuck with me beautifully from being you know kind of uh, in my formative years. It's just this this line that's just burned into my head.
2: Yes, yes, I, yeah. I, I, it's a, I mean I love I love panto, I love the sort of cheesy dad joke stuff. Um, so it, I always yeah. try to add more of them if I can when we were doing them. But it's been about five years since I have done one last. I think that's probably something I wouldn't mind getting back into again if anything the, just for the mental exercise
0: yeah <laughs> yeah of course we had uh until the human malware we had a an annual christmas panto in the village yeah you know, put on the village hall written by one of the villagers they, they'd run it for like 30 years you know mostly the, the wi the women's institute um mm-hmm. sort of and drag a few other kind of people in uh they've stopped at uh, the, the person who for the last well I and mean, we've been here now 13 years uh, we, we saw like 10 of them and the same person had written them and had been writing them before that. And I think they got a bit tired of yeah. coming yeah. up with something every year. And it was a lot of work and directing people. And so it's, it, even though kind of, we could now have it, they, they've not, they've stopped it. They've knocked in his head. It's a bit of a shame because I, I quite like to maybe get into the kind of the, yeah, the making the prop side of things.
2: Yeah, so that's one of the things that I enjoyed the set building. Um, I mean, because like everyone thinks, oh, I don't want to go on stage. I can't possibly do it. Well, you don't have to. There's there's sound, there's lights, the, there's prop, all yeah. the costumes, and things like that. Just literally moving stuff around, um, which is what I had to do before I really got to do anything anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, also, we I mean just uh, the sort of community spirit of it all. Where everyone, like, no one really there is like you know, um, like a professional theater person, so it's like you know, oh, I think this goes like that. Do you think it goes like that? I said, I like, yeah, let's just do that. we will have a go, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> if no one falls off the stage,
2: that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Did everyone survive? Yes, okay, we'll do it again tomorrow.
1: Yeah, one, one of my bosses does um, a lot of drum stuff, and uh, she's been sort of doing some behind the scenes stuff as well as on stage stuff and things. And um a couple of us in, in the office are, are kind of quite handy and stuff. So we, we ended up making a uh I forget what, what play it was I think it was it was something vaguely Arthurian. Uh so there was a, a six foot round table that needed making. Um but it was it had to 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 get in and out of the place, it had to uh, fold up. It might, it might have even been eight foot. It huge, but the idea was it, yeah. it had to it had to go on someone's back. Um, so it had to be light enough to to wear <laughs> fully fully opened up, but it had to fold up enough uh, to be able to get in and out and store <laughs> yeah. it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um,
2: some of the things are clever. They way that we we used to have a lot of um, uh, pop up stages. So like they painted all yeah. on cardboard. Um, and basically there'd be a, two two leafs on the platform and they'd open up one one way to get a little pop-up scene in the background for the other. And then they could do it again on the other. So you get like four scenes for the, for the price of one. Um, mm. This is a lot of, <laughs> saves a lot of hassle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cutting stuff on and off
0: stage, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 that, yeah. It's just like I said, that's the kind of the, the run sort of the mill stuff that Dominic who was on before. Mm. Um,
3: Yes, some of the stuff he does,
0: does is, Im- is, is Im- immense. I, I, it, I also I, I find it quite fascinating, actually, how some of the stuff that's made is completely utterly false. It, it, it's just you know you get obviously you get the, you know, the sort of the trompe l'oeil type sort of drawings where something looks quite real and three dimensional, mm. but actually it's just painted. And then you've got things that are kind of you know, oversized or undersized, or you know, they've got things that are made from collapsible things and it just it's just yes, amazing yes. how people come uh, oh, together.
2: Yeah, we had, um, I think, the, I remember thinking, how were they going to do this? We did Pinocchio um, and I would play Lampwick, uh, basically a village idiot which is pretty much what I always did um, but uh, obviously there was the scene with the whale um, and, we was like, and it just says in the script like oh yeah, boat gets eaten by a whale I was like, but we're in the boat <laughs> <laughs> how, how big is this whale going to be? Um, and I thought uh, my way of uh, what well, initially what I would have done was um uh I would have made everyone into puppets and then had a slightly yeah, scale larger. the boat down and Yeah um but in the end what they did was they employed um uh technology um to his advantage and basically um one of the guys was brilliant with um, flash animation and um so he had this whole Sequence with the whale and projected on in the background, and it just got closer and closer. Um, and he nice. could, you know, press buttons to make the seagulls do that, and like it would just swim backwards and forwards until he hit go. Uh, and then we would just plunge into darkness. Um, and I was like, I would never have thought of doing Fantastic. that.
1: That's brilliant. So, when, when you were describing that, when you said that, um, they employed before you said the word technology, my head straight away jumped <laughs> to like session whale to come in and pretend <laughs> to <eat laughs> the boat. <laughs> Tell about not I'm doing maybe Dick.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Someone at the backstage oh. just keeps spraying a full of water just to. to
2: Evion, Evion, yeah. <laughs> I I really I
0: tell you what I really like. The I don't get to theatre a lot, but what I really like, I don't. I've not been to like any big West End sort of type of stuff, but well, I've been to quite a few times, the kind of little touring sort of things where literally everything's you almost fitted in the back of a, probably a Luton yes. size fan, a small box fan, not even like a mm. huge truck. It's everything's fitted inside a Luton truck. And yeah, there's a Luton truck and a car for the kind of seven people. And they do everything. Yeah. You know, they literally just go handlebars. around, figure
1: things out. Have you heard of the handlebards? Handlebards? No. no that they too. are a group of touring Shakespeare actors. Um, oh they're the ones to be on they, bikes they cycle around to the different places Yes. so all of yeah. their stuff is just wow. on bikes Bike um, it, packing. it's super yeah. super stripped down and they, they basically just have like enough of costumes and like a couple of little bits of set dressing yes and they'll yeah. just turn up to like a field and then just have like a group of people that they'll perform to and stuff
3: yeah i suppose it's, Again, it's, it's about storytelling telling, isn't it so, uh, exactly yeah.
0: yeah oh totally i mean if we, we saw one quite a few years ago called shackleton's cat talking about it literally is from the point of view of the cat on shackleton's endurance expedition, mm. and then and that was literally they had they had a, a rowing boat and a bunch of handheld props that's literally all they had and a couple of little bits of scenery and it was done in a like a small it was a, like a village hall uh, done, absolutely brilliant and another one saw was uh uh Solace and amazons Oh, again, they had—they yeah. didn't have much in the way of props. They had a bit. They had a slightly bigger rowing <laughs> boat. They
2: had a, mass, just, have, you know. have a boat in all of them, though. Yeah, had to
0: have a boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's supposed to be a thing with boats. <laughs> but they again, they had hardly any kit. There was six or seven people, and you could literally see the same people. Kind of, yeah, they were taking on multiple roles. They were kind of, yeah. When mm-hmm. there were some people on stage or centre on stage, you'd see kind of somebody else sorting out some of the background sort of stuff to get the next bit ready. and it's just yeah. absolutely amazing, and but it it all boils back down to the storytelling.
2: Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we went. To, so we just come back from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, saw some amazing acts, but our, our favorite thing, or uh, my wife's favorite thing. Uh, well, so I had too many favorites, but um, we saw a one-man show doing um, all seven seasons of Buffy in seventy minutes. And, oh wow! <laughs> and uh,
1: in- including the musical episode.
2: Uh, well, yeah, he did a little bit well he had music in it um like he composed his own songs it, like it, it. basically the set was um wasn't important at all it was just this one guy mm. dressed as spike telling the story um from his point of view and it's funny because i mean it was great because he was as cynical as uh everyone watching buffy kind of like why do they why doesn't anybody move you know um and he's got that kind of attitude and um uh but 17 minutes he did it uh he did the first season in 60 seconds or something like that. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and again, I mean, the only um, props really that made any difference is when he was Buffy and he put on a wig or um, he'd take his jacket off to be um, uh, Angel, then he put it back on to be Spike. Uh, but, yeah, the storytelling Fantastic. is what, what made it.
1: Yeah, I can well imagine. That's awesome.
0: I think this is kind of an, an art to... Sort of storytelling and, and and being able to, to actually, I mean, it's a skill as well, it's a learnable skill, but I think there's an art to it. and People who can do it well kind of have it, and but other people mm. can learn it. I think that's something that's forgotten. I mean, you mentioned like your wife, you know, doing assemblies. I've known so many teachers over the years that would never do an assembly, they'll do hey. anything to get out of an assembly. <laughs> yeah, look, it's they'll do they, they're perfect, great teachers, do their 30 kids in their classroom, yeah, but stand on stand on stage or stand at the front of maybe 150 250 400 a thousand people um can't do it won't do it no i've I've also seen i've also seen people who will get up and they shouldn't (laughs) yeah it's it i've seen some really really bad assemblies
2: i think uh test taught me or they were teaching storytelling at school and it was um uh, the theory was basically if they can, if the kids can tell say Jack and the Beanstalk, if they can write Jack and the Beans, or they can write three stories from memory that's sort of like the scaffolding that provides them to um, make their own stories from that and hmm. initially I thought oh, well that's just copying isn't it but like you know then actually no you're just giving them the examples because you know it's a bit like Chinese whispers in that they'll start using their own words and language to do it
1: there's a fantastic little um it's like a three or four part documentary thing done in like 10 minute chunks called everything's a remix and that was it was done probably 10 years ago now so um that's well worth a watch because that goes into that sort of thing of like how um you know sort of film or tv or music you know it's all drawing from You know, other things, you know, um, the original plot of Star Wars was based almost, you know, there's like scene for scene in chunks of uh, another entirely different film, you know, and all these kind of things of uh, the inspiration that we draw from Mm. to to do our own derivative works. It's a really, really interesting little sort of documentary series.
0: I heard something on a podcast several years ago now. And it's something I've, I had seen before in a blog entry, probably five years before that. One of those couple of things that sort of sits in your brain, but never never really gets absorbed. The kind of, it was coming from almost like a, a film screenwriting type of angle. Hmm. And basically suggested that, there, and I may have the figures wrong, but there were there's essentially seven stories. And all films can be Narrowed down to one of those stories. So it's things like yeah, you get the the, the, the hero gets or, yeah, hmm. or the hero gets the hero gets wrong, or yeah, the, the hero the hero of the story is loses in some way and then comes back. Yeah, yeah. R- Rocky, for example. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. You've got the, you've got all those kind of yeah, or, or or Predator, yeah, and the hero comes back and, and wins the day yeah so a p- bunch of the action films tend to fall into that particular one i can't yeah. remember the rest of them but there's, there's there's kind of essentially there's just these might be five might be seven it's not it was not many many i'm sure it's a prime number uh <laughs> our just, good friend john d harvey
1: will will uh ha- yeah has a lot to say about that actually uh, and so yeah there's, there's a lot of well. stories
0: that essentially they're, they are the same story mm-hmm. you're just changing slightly you know the type of character that it is in Some way, oh, yeah, it's, it's a soldier, then it's a boxer, then it's you know, the cop. yes, it's, yeah. you, it's but they're all the same story, but we don't mind because you know, particularly action films, yeah, you know, there's lots of explosions and bangs and things,
2: yeah. I suppose <laughs> that's why you get, uh, I suppose people try to break that mold, is why you end up things with like Sharknado, uh, and um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, okay, I I want around. to do this, it's like, <laughs> I really like Twister and I really like Jaws, and I, if only there was a way. <laughs>
0: I, I think some of that is a result of maybe some
1: um, chemicals.
2: Well, maybe. I,
3: I think
1: the thing is, I think it's it's fair to say that you can break the mold with something like Sharknado, but it doesn't quite explain like Sharknado two and three and 27. Um, and. <laughs>
2: Yes, well, I think we were feeling the same way about the Flash. I don't know if anyone's seen the TV series. We watched quite a lot of them, um, but then the answer to everything is he just has to run faster, <laughs> just a li- just a little bit faster than the last time. I, I mean, yeah,
1: I suppose that's uh, that's part of the course on quite a few things, isn't it? It's, but he's de- the, de- take the, the classic
0: trope, but... classic nineteen eighties eighteen. Yeah. Oh. Every episode was essentially exactly the same. There was a slight difference between you know, who it was that was asking for help. You know, yeah it was kind of you know, they were being hounded out by drug runners or they were being attacked by the local bully and oh it was a extortion type thing. It would all end up in the same situation. Eighteen would go in, the bad guys' henchmen would lock them up in a barn full of welders JCB, yeah. <laughs> all those uh yeah, piles of yeah, corrugated iron thick enough to stop bullets, um, yeah. and, and just yeah, uranium every possible material, yeah, just everything <laughs> they could do to yeah, lots of an and, yeah. <laughs> and then they break out of the bar. Exactly oh, the goodness. same story.
2: That was my you favorite just... moment in the whole series, though. But I mean, like every episode, was like, that's what I was living for.
1: Have you seen the, the Mythbusters episode where they did the, the 18 special? Oh, no. And they basically tackled all that that kind of idea of basically just here is the situation, uh, and Adam and Jamie had to basically make their own defensive weapons, <laughs> <Or> <laughs> offensive weapons, I suppose. But uh, yeah, it was it was a really good episode of them just having a bash, being the A team, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, if I had more, no- I mean, I have a lot of things a lot around, but. Um... I wouldn't be able to do much damage uh, without a really, really long cable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just need something to throw your hammers.
2: Yes, that's it. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe we could just uh, make a trebuchet out of the... An angle grinder and then a load of hammers. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Trebuchet would be
3: good. Yeah, yeah, I'd
2: have to know how to make a trebuchet, but that's, you know, bye the bye
3: (laughs)
0: at least it's just a big big length of wood with some nails sticking out the end of it or if you haven't got nail screws
2: classic yes yes keep it simple
0: yeah (laughs) kiss principle (laughs) oh i I, i've got to try and not think about the things that i could make with some of the stuff i've got in my shed bits of broken yes, machinery yeah. well, and stuff all, that you, you know used for 20 years
2: they're <laughs> all dangerous um most of the, yeah pretty much everything's dangerous so it's at least tried to uh, bite me or a couple of things have successfully bitten me uh table yeah, saw I mean, maybe me, you could just you, know. you could just get
1: your adversaries to try and like change the table saw blade or something oh wait,
2: that's so it <laughs> i'll just say come and make a box but i won't tell them like all yeah. the safety stuff
1: <laughs> fold this bandsaw blade <laughs> yes <laughs> Your workshop is the defence. Just get them to come and work <laughs> in
2: it for a bit. Oh, yeah, brilliant. I won't even tidy. They'll be dead within a minute.
1: <laughs> cut off this bit, bit of metal with the angle grinder, please. No, I've just taken the guard off to put it over there.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I'm cleaning it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which video it was. I was watching a, doing a bit of catch-up on some videos this afternoon. And I was watching a Adam Savage video, and I can't remember which one it was. One of the recent ones. And He was talking about he how something it was, you know, yeah, you know, was uh, and it was the, actually that's what it was. It was the recent one he did, which was showing off the rubber Lee Enfield rifle from Dunkirk. Mm. So it was a show and tell. I was talking about, you know, how this thing was, yeah, you know, completely harmless, you couldn't hurt anyone with it. And then he made a comment about how, you know, he. he, he Probably shouldn't say that because J- JD Honeyman always used to say it could kill it given enough time, he could kill somebody with a sewing needle.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Ew. yeah, <laughs> that's an awful lot of intent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean, that's another avenue, isn't it? Have you seen that the, the uh, I want to say Korean maybe, but the, the guys who's uh, the, the assassins trained assassins who use sewing needles. Um, and they throw them.
3: Oh, uh, yeah,
1: and they they do a lot of demonstrations with it with like plate glass windows with a balloon behind the uh the window and they throw the needle through the glass, put the balloon. Wow, it is ridiculous.
2: That's incredible, level stuff
1: trained and accurate. Yeah, it's uh, there, there are scary people around. Yeah, that the scary is the word I was going to go for.
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. A very thin line between genius and maniac, I suppose.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I hope to get back onto the right side of that line one time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was having that conversation the other day with somebody that kind of along the lines of, yeah, knowing somebody that doesn't have to make any fuss because they know they're always the most dangerous person in the room. (laughs) Yeah, and then it has to be loud.
1: Yeah, often the loud people aren't the most dangerous people in the room. It's just anyone who's got quick access, to, you know, who's lactose intolerant and got quick access to a tub of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> often the most dangerous person in any room. <laughs> oh, God. If, if it's good enough for Big Bang Theory, it's good enough for us. <laughs> I would know i never watched it.
2: Oh, I've well I've never watched it. There's a debate about that, I'm sure. Uh I did watch it. Uh you know, it was easy to watch, so I can't complain. Mm. It filled the time. Um
1: I stopped watching after all the intelligent jokes had been done and then they stopped doing them.
2: Yeah. said like, oh well, they're all married now. Don't worry. I'm bored. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm got going
0: to I for something I I I did I did get into Friends when that was on. I watched mm. all the Friends episodes. I don't think I would want to go and watch Friends back again. I, I suspect it, it has it will not, not aged well have aged well. No, no it was it was so. of its time.
2: Yeah, um, and it's not, not in the way that like so. the 18 was
0: of its time. Yeah, the 18, not right, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've seen a few kind of partial episodes or clips kind of here this century, and they hadn't aged well just because it was it was naff, but it was kind of good naff. Yes, it was yeah. Saturday evening, yeah, five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, no more than seven o'clock. And it was had a it was target market, it was mostly kids and families. So there yeah. was never, yeah, there was never any blood on in the A team, apart from maybe <laughs> the odd kind of, yeah, somebody punched one of the A team, a little, fat maybe lid, yeah, little yeah. dribble of, yeah, fat little yeah. like black eye. And yeah, they'd, they'd shoot, yeah, thousands of rounds of ammunition, yeah. There'd never be anyone kind of, yeah, no blood or anything like that. Sometimes yeah. not even <laughs> anyone, anyone just dying. Yeah, all the bad guys would just, yeah, it'd be a big explosion. All the bad guys would just get up and stagger off.
2: Yes, yes.
0: And it was, yeah, it was all very family-friendly, but a bit naff. Yeah. It, really yeah. it was kind of like, particularly if you're kind of you're 10 years Predictable old. Predictable cheese, isn't it? Animals. Yeah. But I think something like Friends, I think it, yeah, I don't think it would have, I mean, the humour yeah I don't think it would have made it
1: unfortunately it really really hasn't aged well Uh, I know a few people who who sort of have been back and rewatched it recently um, or regularly do you know uh, do a rewatch because it's there's particular bits that have um, you know sort of meant something to them Hmm. and yeah just just catching bits of it or talking about specific things or ways of speaking to each other it's very much still of its time you know
2: um, Best forgotten. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's all about Rick and Morty oh, now, surely. Uh, and if you know, if you don't like that, you <laughs> obviously don't get it. <laughs>
1: well, I, I I introduced my twelve uh, year old to um, uh, Cow and Chicken, and uh, I am Weasel the other day.
2: I am Weasel. Oh my! Yeah, yeah.
1: with I R Baboon. I am that
2: Baboon. That, I mean. It,
1: it's still just as good as we remember.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was. Something um, I uh, tried I to revisit some things, and they're not always, you know, as as good as, as you say. Then um, uh, then they remake some things, and um, and you think, oh, why did they do that? And then actually, it's really good. Um, like, let's like say Battlestar Galactica. I remember thinking, why, why, how dare you? And then I was like, oh, okay, that's actually really good. Uh, so I've no,
0: I've not watched any of the new ones because I again I watched all the kind of the original Battlestar Click again uh, back in the last century. Um and haven't watched any of the new 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 ones.
2: No, I'd recommend them. Um it's it's quite brutal and realistic in times, um uh, you know, and also like the the setting and everything. It, it, it's it's I don't know, it's just um expanded. Um there are some stupid bits, obviously. Most things have stupid bits, but yeah. I would recommend it.
1: I I, yeah, was... I've heard quite a few people have recommended that for same sort of reason of it just been really well done and you know, kind of generally uh, really consistent and you know all that.
0: A couple of years, a few years ago, I was kind of when my back was really bad and I was kind of sort of be up late watching I just try and watch sort of random stuff on sort of TV just to kind of as a distraction. And I can remember watching It was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. And I can remember, yeah, when I was younger, I watched I watched them all. Yeah. yeah, Mm I'd be like VHS, not wouldn't go to the cinema to watch it. But yeah, they were they were enjoyable films in my youth to a certain extent. But I think, yeah, watching it back then, kind of know, many years on, it was just like they really were rubbish. And I think I I started watching one, which is probably one of the better films as I remembered it. And I think I've got about ten or fifteen minutes here and it's just like I can't watch this anymore. This it's is just exactly the so same bad. with Steven
1: Seagal. Like, I I remember watching uh, like a couple yeah. of Steven Seagal films when I was younger. That, that again, you know, the, the really good like particular scenes that we could bond in moments to me and my dad that we watch together and you know, it's like there's a lot of oh, there's some corny uh, jokes. You, yeah, you, and there's you, a lot of memories, some links to them. But yeah, to sit through the whole film for like five minutes of A particularly good fight scene, and uh, (laughs) that's why YouTube was invented. Yeah, yeah. I just want to watch that. Alpha Justice and Nico, and you know things like that. That were there's some really, really good displays of Aikido and things that were really cool fight sequences. But then, still got an hour and a half of film to go through. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ross has
0: just mentioned V. Oh. That the one with the lizards,
2: yes, I think it was um uh 70s or 80s originally, late 70s, 80s. definitely 80s, 80s, yeah. Um, I must say 80s. Mark Singer, I remember that, yes. And, and then they did the new one,
0: Laurie, Laurie, uh, what was her name? Oh, I can't remember her name now, really fancy too. her. <laughs>
2: no, I oh, she remember. one of the bad guys, I can't remember. Someone A long time ago. I I remember,
0: yeah, and they kind of, yeah.
1: That that was was, was good. But it was also terrible. So we were talking what, like 35, 40 years ago? Sort of. No, the 80s was over 20 years ago. It's got to be over 40. It's got (laughs) to be 40 years
0: ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was. um, yeah, and there was, oh, what was his name? There's there's actor who always kind of played a tough guy, always ended up kind of being like an army instructor. He was in Starship Troopers as well, kind of ended up, I think he ended up dead in Starship Troopers.
2: Oh, the guy no, that looks like Jack Nielkerson, Ironside, yeah. Ironside, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah he, was he, always he was kind of, loses yeah.
2: a limb in everything, <laughs> I think. Most things he loses a limb.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh reminiscent 80s TV. Oh, and 90s TV with friends. Yeah.
2: Yes. Um, yes. I've, I've I've been revisiting some YouTube uh videos and uh, things again. I've I've sort of um started getting into uh well rewatching some of the diorama builds and things and um and actually just the nice. the, the original stuff that got me into woodwork so like Steve Ramsey uh was probably the first mm-hmm. sort of YouTube influencer for me. Um and you know he's Gone on to do loads of cool stuff since then, but I still haven't attempted some of his early videos. So I was like, Well, I still haven't made that toolbox. And later was I thought it was like, it. We'll start from the beginning because then we're just we're watching him <laughs> learn uh, as well.
1: <laughs> I, I was watching uh Neil Patrick Harris the other day on Hot Ones, and he was talking about getting into woodworking, and he's started working through Steve Ramsey stuff. Yes, um, and making oh, the workbench right. and things, and he said it's, you know, it, he's really getting into it. and He started getting into some of the maker community stuff.
0: Um, I think yeah.
1: Steve Ramsey interviewed him on his podcast. Believe it, he's making podcast.
0: Mm. I seem to have memory of that. He's also wow. got into three D printing as well.
1: Yeah, because he had uh, Joel telling the three D printing yeah. nerd, um, are really really awesome projects, a lot of three uh, D printed picture frames very oh, very right. cool video it super ornate oh, but, um, but modular picture frames
2: uh like P- uh peter millard's just got into 3d printing hasn't he i think he's just got a, a 3d printer but like, yeah. i'm like oh well, great That's now it. it's like it, what's he not gonna do now or <laughs> stuff so, like slow down <laughs> <laughs> i'm not there yet i haven't finished making your thing
1: it's, there's some very annoyingly talented people <laughs>
2: Yeah, we must oh, get Peter yeah. on actually, at some point. So
1: ha- there happen to be nice people as well. And it's
2: just makes Oh it... that's that yeah, that's really annoying, isn't it? Yeah. I was yeah. <laughs> up some, got some nice loathing going on and then I meet them and yeah. Like, oh yeah. Let's put this twice. Talented, in this
1: skilled, and a nice
0: yeah. person.
2: Like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I think Peter's definitely falls into that category. I mean, he, the work he's I mean the work he was doing professionally before he became retired and became a full-time youtube creator and it was just it was, as just a, it was a
2: bet wasn't it it was just a bet with to do youtube his, yeah yeah it's like yeah. oh but you can't and he did and now he's that's it
0: yeah now he's <laughs> um i mean he's, he's he's older than i am so he's yeah he, he's been able to retire but he keeps it going keeps the kept the workshop and yeah now turning it into a a, a temple to routers and track stores
2: Yes, but also I'm like it's um it's just so easy to follow as well. I mean, we're well, not easy. he explains everything so well. Um, he's got a very
1: good way of explaining stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and uh, you know, I've messaged him several times going Like, is it these types of hinges? And he's like, very good at like you know informing you on what you should or shouldn't be doing. Um, yeah. It's because it's, um, I still get starstruck by the YouTubers that we meet, um, and I'm like, oh god. And then and then you know you meet them, and he's like, oh, actually, they're just people um uh, they do they don't mind people talking to them um mostly some mostly yeah
1: (laughs) i think it depends how you you know the the type of person you are in the way that you reach out Hmm. to someone as well i think that makes a huge difference
0: yes but i think there are a few who consider themselves unapproachable by anyone who has less than you know Yes, X number of hundreds of thousands of subscribers. There's always bad apples at
1: some point. Eggs
2: bar, like, yeah. this is very true.
0: Totally I won't needs. get out of Sorry bed for
2: to. less than 10,000 likes.
1: No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, maybe you have to think about how you get out of bed and what you're wearing when you do it. No. <laughs> you <don't know>? <laughs> the, that that be next. how you get the likes.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm surprised that's not happened. Why has there not been a, a Big Brother-style... Yeah making show just you know like th- maybe that's it we've Ooh. called it that Patton's yeah
1: just, just all stuck in a house for a certain amount in of- not none of this stupid American Re- real life eighty. get rid of someone every week sort of thing just yeah yeah. just it's like right right okay uh we've got
2: jimmy time. de resta um uh, we've got steve um ramsey we're going to put them in a shed no welders no woodwork tools just a loads of pottery <laughs> uh and see what happens <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah here's this week's skill that you have to
2: learn <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: there's a bit of mileage there though I think kind of that idea kind of you know, get a, get let be big makers get a bunch of people who kind of you know who are makers of some sort throw them into a house that has the basic accommodations that they need. It's got, yeah, and, and you give them kind of the food. But you, you don't do the silly stuff like Big Brother did of saying, right, oh, this week you can't have, enough, or today yeah. you can't have enough food. Or, oh, oh, yeah. yeah you can't do that. That. So you,
2: you feed them properly. There's only 12 nails left.
0: Yeah, you feed them <laughs> properly. You give them the kit they do, but they've got to make things all the time. There's got to be ongoing projects to kind of you know, do this house up or, yeah. Yes, yeah yes, but exactly. as, oh, as the oh, time goes on, they've got to feed them out. Don't no. take away
1: the food. Just take away the take away the take amenities. Away tools. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, we're, we're going to just remove this wall overnight while you're all sleeping, so you've got to f-
0: build yeah. it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've all got soup, and there's only a forks available, uh, but you've got to make those.
0: <laughs> all those? You thought, yeah, you've got to make your own yeah. spoons. Yeah. 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 There's use. some lathes. Yeah. There's a there's a lathe and some other bits, and you've got to make. Yeah, you've got to make a utensil. there's an idea. For, I, I think that could be brilliant.
1: It's like it's like uh, a more recent version of Rough Science almost. Then, oh, I love rough, rough Science. Yeah, that okay. was one of my favourite programs. Is
2: the, that the one the, where um... they had to make gold or find gold? Yeah, they well, are making they gold have gold like an overall. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 I've heard you can do it from lead.
0: <laughs> Technically, There's... you can with the right <laughs> kick. Yeah, we just, I, I, we I've just taught, haven't I've quite this.
1: invented the kit yet
0: well no no we have we have the kit you can you can transmute elements from one to another the only problem is if you're trying to generate gold you it would cost you more than the gold to be worth and you'd end up with very radioactive gold
1: yeah
2: transmute. oh uh, but apart from that
1: it, it's doable we just need molecular transporters or um, 3d printers or something <laughs>
2: Be... It's like it's, it's some gold that you can't spend or wear, Yeah. Um, because it kill <laughs> you. Yes.
1: Yeah. We'll put it in a nice lead-lined cabinet for you. It'll be fine. That's
2: like an NFT. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, we're only going a gram, but it's 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 worth the same amount of yeah as a as a ton of
3: yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. But Do it, it costs a ton of real gold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm, the, the whole rough science thing—they had like a. An overall set of goals at the the very start. So it would be, you know, like, um, figure out where we are, uh, find a way to communicate to somewhere else, or, you know, things like that. So they'd have to then, um, because they they had things like, something, usually something medical, something biological. So, you know, uh, uh, growing something.
0: Oh yes. Okay.
1: Things like that. So So
0: All the people involved in it were scientists. Yes. So they all had some, a science or engineering
1: background. Uh, Yeah. Like a a chemist. So there was a chemist, a physicist. Yeah. Engineer or
0: yeah. And they would be, they would be taken to somewhere like a, well, they they ended up in a variety of different places over the different series. So, for example, they'd be dropped on an island, and they'd have some tools, but a limited tool set. And they mm-hmm. would have, you know some resources. They they have they could make use of the, the available local resources, but they'd have to then make things. So there'd be things like yeah, you know, making seawater batteries in yes. order to generate electricity oh, to okay. get maybe yeah. like a a, um, a radio to work or um, trying to think of some of the other ones. Yeah, there loads
1: of really really good thing you know like uh crystal oscillator radios and uh really really yeah and it's a so. it
0: into like pairs and kind of work on like three or four projects mm. every episode yeah and yeah sometimes you kind of you need four or five people so they kind of go and help each other on one thing yeah that was that was a brilliant show i, that, I, yeah, yeah, I think very, i remember that
2: good. that's uh, so how, how long ago was that was it um the last Early decade today, oh, okay I
0: might argue that it was earlier than that um might be uh, yeah.
2: back might back on there was four channels
1: possibly it was Kate Humble Ooh. was presenting it she was um yeah I've just typed actually <laughs> I've
0: just I've just gone to Google rough science I've typed in rough and the first page <laughs> that comes in. you know where you get the autofill of the sort mm-hmm. of previous things you looked at I've got rough science homepage on open2.net and BBC rough science
2: it could have been so much worse
0: yeah <laughs> well maybe no it wouldn't actually oh it seems to have disappeared apparently i'm not currently authorized to access this content
1: <laughs> the injunctions obviously gone through then yeah
0: <laughs> actually 2000 when it started that, i was wrong yeah 2000
2: golden yeah I suppose it's based on the uh, the necessity, isn't it? Because the mother of invention is you, you need Absolutely, to think. Yeah, yeah. So. A lot of it they
1: would, they would go into um, the the science history of it as well. So they would talk about the you know the, the um, using particular chemicals or that like the chemists would often you know kind sort of. Um, break something down into component chemicals and then how they would, would have historically extracted these particular chemicals from these particular substrates or whatever to then make yeah. this thing and how they discover this to then do that. It has got very, very nerdy and very um yeah. science and history together and, and very makery and stuff as well it's yeah. it just I mean, the, it, it was the full gamut of maker tv show right?
2: i'm always fascinated how uh, just you know a bit like why when did we start drinking milk at what point did someone say oh i'm gonna go have a go on that <laughs> um yeah. at what point did someone get a lump of earth and then sort of like oh, i'm gonna i might burn that um and see what, what happens what yeah. out here. i wonder if i melt it a bit more and then hit it with a hammer. Not that I'm having a go at any blacksmith.
0: I think th- I think some of the things were accidental. <laughs> I think yeah, some things were accidental. Yeah. So I think like know, yeah, thing like some of the metal. Yeah, you know, could you take yeah. You know, oh, I've, they knew about fire, so they made a fireplace out of some rock, local rocks, and then noticed that something was pouring out of the look out of a bit of rock.
1: Something was a bit shinier.
0: And then when you when you kind of yeah, you know, the fire had cooled and gone out, you had this thing that was suddenly very hard, and kind of you know oh, what's this mm. like? Kind of yeah, I don't know. Maybe rubbed against another stone and. You actually, discover that it's could take an edge and you don't have to use flint anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. I spe- yeah, so I think, well, um, yeah most, most things were accidents, but they were uh, like uh x rays,
1: penicillin, and
2: penicillin, yeah, yeah,
1: the microwave oven.
2: Uh, but but yes. penicillin was uh, that's, yeah. I'm reading um, Outlander at the moment, she's doing uh, penicillin experiments in it and using moldy bread and things. But so, but the point is, at some point, someone looked at the mold and we're like, I'm I'm going to inject that into someone because I have a good feeling <laughs> yeah. about it.
1: Well, it, it was... Uh, its a couple of things with like that, isn't it? But, I mean, I think the the whole discovery with penicillin, wasn't it? was his... Um, like he, he buggered off on holiday or something left the window open. And it was some tree mould that had blown in and landed on a couple of Petri dishes that were left open. And it cleared the remaining bacteria. Ah,
2: the... Oh, OK. Right. That makes much more sense um, in my theory.
1: But there was uh, the guy who uh, discovered and then cured uh, the helicobacter pylori, which is one of the common causes of stomach ulcers. Um, He'd figured it was this particular thing. Uh, So for for the medical experiments, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, experiment on someone else but there was no law about experimenting in yourself. So he yeah. basically infected himself with that helicobacter pylori and then cured himself. And he ended up with like a Nobel Prize for it, I think. And a very sternly worded letter from the <laughs> medical board saying, don't do that, please.
3: That, no, <laughs> again. Yeah. As, as well a similar done, woman, a guy
1: stop. who was um, investigating
0: tapeworms.
3: Mm.
0: Infected himself with tapeworms in order to cure himself.
1: Yeah.
3: That's...
0: Yeah, biology stuff. Yeah. Wait, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the uh, uh, I think that a lot of stuff happens by accident and then mm. I think you know then you get people who kind of go oh what if and sometimes that what if ended up with them dead but then sometimes the what if ended up yeah. with them discovering something that really worked and mm. what yeah. if we add mayonnaise to tuna and then put it between two <laughs> bits of bread <laughs> The mayo was probably a bit dry. This is a bit dry. I don't want to eat it. What have I got? How did the first mayonnaise get made?
3: Yeah.
2: So oh, that's that's an interesting question I'm going to pose to you then. Um, So what was the last time if you have made a happy mistake? So you did something and then you went like, oh, Mm. I've just, you know, I've just found a new way of doing this by accident.
1: Mm. That's
2: a good question. I flipped it round. I don't know. I'd have Who's to interviewing that. who? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, this has never I... been an interview podcast. <laughs> um,
2: I'll go first. It's because when I did um, Ziggy's uh, box, there, um, I thought about staining it black with the the vinegar wire solution, yeah. and I was like, no, no, that won't work, you know. Um, and then I put sweet. this paintbrush down, and it went. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, okay, I guess we're doing that now, and um, and it turned out <laughs> really well.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I I can't think of anything right now. It probably is probably a cooking thing. Maybe
2: I was going to say slightly. Um,
0: that happens every now and again. You kind of mm. go, "Oh, that works." <laughs> that,
1: that was all
0: right. I might yeah. do that again accidentally. Yeah. But then, but then I think so because I I kind of have with cooking it's kind of you if you learn the kind of a bit of the science and the wiser aware force, things kind of then you can kind of go ah well that works with this so this is similar to that so maybe we'll work this will work with this other thing mm-hmm. so i think there's kind of an often an element of once you know one of the things you often say in things like photography if you if you know the rules of photography you know when you can break them mm. and that's why it's important to study the rules of photography things like your rule of thirds once you've kind of got if you know about the thirds, then you can know like, sometimes you work out when it's okay to not follow that
2: uh, yeah i suppose hmm. um, it comes with experience as well does it like some um, uh you, yeah. know, you develop your palates with food don't you so you kind of have Absolutely, a, yeah. an idea that yeah. something's going to go better with something else um, uh but well, my friend my friend uh is a vegetarian he basically uh, yeah so he's he has uh, you know very good Uh, variety of things he makes but uh, madeira cake and cheese uh put them together and they uh, it's Mm. i don't know uh, it works so well it's not something i would have done and i don't know when he decided to do that (laughs) i mean not
0: not a recent one Mm. but kind of talking about a food one one that i kind of discovered many many years ago i i can remember visiting a relative once this and being given uh, cheese and onion sandwiches. So literally, literally just thin yeah. slices of onion with mm-hmm. cheddar cheese in a sandwich. Yeah, could cheese and onion crisps. So you want to have cheese and onion sandwiches. Yeah, not wrong with that. I used to do that. So that's kind of yeah, quite normal. But then I, I, I had a a sandwich toaster. So uh. yeah. I had this sort of, sort of thought. You know, yeah. Yeah. If you cook onion, you, it gets that caramelizing thing, but you kind of sometimes to speed up the, the, the cooking of onion, you want kind of a sort of bit of sugary type thing. So I took, uh, made a, me uh, bread Layer of cheese, layer of onion and a layer of strawberry jam.
2: What? So I was going to say cheese,
0: cheese and jam sandwiches are oh yeah 100%. I mean we I mean as kids we had cheese and jam sandwiches that was a regular kind of yeah wow. sort of treat I think mm. but if you put the three together really thinly slice the onion sandwich toaster mm. the onion if you make it thin enough sweetens up cooks a little bit because of the strawberry jam so you end up with almost like a strawberry chutney uh kind of effect with the yeah
2: with I said that with what I was thinking it yeah. was because of, yeah. of the sourness and the, uh and the sweetness yeah. or the yeah the onion cutting through it that'd be um that's yeah. on my to-do list now. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'd I certainly recommend it. You want the onion as thin as you can get it. Uh so it still kind of maintains sort of structure. Uh yeah how many
2: milliliters uh, <laughs> thick. Slice it uh, with a razor. I'd, totally, right. I'd,
0: I'd go for I'd go for one if you can manage it. Or less, so uh, like a, like a
1: mandolin,
0: then, to... yeah, yeah, mandolin would go, yeah. So that, I mean, so that was one I discovered. Well, I was probably a teenager when I discovered that one, and it was kind of, yeah, it was uh, kind of late teenager, but it was but definitely a oh, gonna try that again, yeah, moment. Mm. Um, because it was a case of like first time it was like this might not work, <laughs> yeah. But it did. Yeah. Cause again, it, knowing a little bit about the science of kind of cooking, cause again, kind of like rough science yeah. there was, there was, um, as Donna sort of pointed out in the chat, um, kind of up until kind of probably back when rough science started, Open University used to run, uh, put TV programs on. Mm. Sometimes they'd be kind of into the early hours of the night or they'd start in the early hours of the morning and finish sort of, you know, sort of by seven o'clock, or eight o'clock in the morning. And you'd get kind of interesting science. But I mean, the, the, I always went to the science programs. I can remember one, I think it was in the nineties that was the science of cooking and you get things like, you know, how yeah, you know, the importance of air in food. Mm. And they did this thing where they took, they took some ice cream. They took two tubs of identical ice cream and both one of them they let it melt and then they refroze it and then they tasted it so identical ice cream but the one that had melted of course lost all the air that had been incorporated in in the manufacture yeah. this was a it was a, it was a quite a good brand ice cream uh uh-huh. uh as supposed to as to kind of the cheapest possible vanilla ice cream from a supermarket this was kind the of block
1: a lock that you have to cut yeah <laughs> we used to, yeah you, do, do you remember those yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just
0: get Kind of in a cardboard box, and you slice it off and then put into oh, some wafers.
1: Yeah. I, I was telling my wife about that recently. She didn't believe me that they existed.
0: Yeah, and you get <laughs> the Neapolitan as well. Uh, so yeah, so then you had so you had this little thing that they showed, basically showed the importance of the air in terms of the mm. texture and the enjoyment then of the ice cream. And there's uh, sort of little things like that. You kind of go. Ooh,
2: yeah, I wonder if that's um anything to do. Well, because I remember watching something where they uh basically made people eat things and uh, pinch their nose and um and they're like, "What do you think you've eaten?" It's like, well, it was like a fruit pastel, and they like, said, "Oh, it was strawberries." Like, no, no, it's like uh, the worst flavor. Or something. It's completely different. It's lemon. Mm. Um, and they also did that with the same sweets, but they changed the colors of them. Yeah, and uh, mm. it, people just couldn't get their or head. Blue down.
0: mashed potato. I remember one with blue mashed potato. <laughs> Yeah, we've done to. that
1: before. That yeah. Well, it's the whole like green eggs and ham thing, isn't it? You know, doing the 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 kind of, uh, you know, as, as a as a kid when say so I want this, you know, or you know, just for like Halloween or something, just make a load of really weirdly coloured green milk and things like that. It's just you know yeah. on your cereal, just a really mess for you. It. It's it's amazing how much all the senses are involved in your enjoyment of something like food.
2: Yes, so, yeah, but. Like i find um uh maybe maybe it's just me but uh, like say if you're eating food and it's completely quiet as opposed to some sort of background noise like in a restaurant uh, mm. i find that that the whole experience is really different um like uh, i don't know yeah, like the buzz of the yeah. restaurant maybe makes it uh, a little bit better um kind of like everyone here is enjoying their food uh whereas like if it's quiet it's probably because i'm on my own and that's why it doesn't taste so nice <laughs> it's just me on my own
1: well it becomes a different experience then, doesn't it? Yeah. You, you're just consuming the food to carry on with the next thing that you're doing, as opposed to you know being out to actively go and enjoy the, the time. It's it's a different mindset entirely, isn't
2: it? So I've just caught um Ross's comment there that um his <laughs> partner and I added food colouring to our milk at UD, so no one would nick it. Genius. <laughs> that, that's a clever idea.
3: Yeah.
0: There was a there was an incident when I was at university of somebody stealing people's milk, and uh, somebody else, not me, had been uh, in town and had acquired a free sample from a local herb shop of laxative. <laughs> added it to it, so this guy would literally he would open people's milk and then he'd, 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 he'd open a pint of milk and drink the entire thing in one go. And so it was it was added to um, it was added to uh, the the only remaining bottle of milk in the fridge. I couldn't put everyone else in the house. This was a cat. There, there were ten of us in the house, mm. and uh, it's about five o'clock the next morning. He was tramping down the stairs and into the, the bathroom. And apparently, every day, all, all through that day, he arrived late for lectures and was rushing out of the lectures quickly. <laughs> <to drink cookie. laughs>
1: but no more milk got stolen.
3: So I think I'm lactose you... intolerant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you uh, miss miss many lessons in that day then, Andy? No, not me.
0: It wasn't me. <laughs> It was not me. I was one who lost some milk, uh, and <laughs> well, yeah, we, we had to we had to raid his room at one point as well because no one had any plates left. Oh, plastic. We discovered something like yeah, fifteen plates in his room, none of which belonged to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. some kind of of kind of, of, Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I when I lived in a house sharing in Bristol, um, we all had our own uh, crockery in our own cupboards for that reason. Mine
3: would oh, be we did. Yeah. Used, we did
1: washed, and then put back
3: in,
0: <laughs> and they we stayed did, there. They weren't locked in cupboards.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, ah. yeah. Oh, we yeah. had someone um, uh, when I went to uni the first time. Uh, there was a guy that you know used to name the food, but what I mean literally <laughs> name the food. Um, so like the milk could be called Terry, um, uh, the margarine <laughs> would be called Susan. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But we, we knew it was his stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't miss sharing houses with people like that.
1: It's bad not sharing it with your family,
0: isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, especially when you took the last whiskey. It's kind of like... What, I, it, I where's opened that, it, where's, that, it, where's that little lemon cheesecake, the individual portion of the jar type lemon cheesecake gone? Yeah, it's like, ah,
1: oh, right. I, I, I opened the it. drawer before i And just to see what snacks were available, and there was there was one biscuit left in the packet. (laughs) Haven't even been. Why has that last one not been eaten? The bad one, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'd rather the whole
2: thing disappeared. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Then you're not you're not going. Oh, there was only one, but I really wanted two.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yes, I suppose if it's not there you can't be tempted. Uh it's
1: like someone leaving a, a single piece of bread in the pack, isn't it? It's
2: yeah. Bit hard push for that already, aren't you? Or, it's or, just, or kind of crisps in it. the bottom
1: of the packet.
0: Yeah, they get a the big packet yeah. of crisps and they kind of yeah, they eat three quarters and it's like it's like it's a single serving. Why why are you not eating the entire <laughs> packet?
2: What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh,
0: oh, maybe reason they them.
1: have yeah, maybe reason they have sodium issues. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a 150-gram bag of kettle chips, so that might be it. Yeah.
0: Well, the last thing, I mean, the, the, the little kind of regular size packets are just tasters, aren't they? They just to get used to the different flavors. <laughs> yeah, it's and like when you the, the, in, the, the in the restaurant, and
1: they, the single serving. Yeah. and they do the little taste of the wine in the glass to make sure it's the yeah. right bottle.
3: Yeah. Or, or
1: they're a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. It's a sandwich portion. And a yeah, crisp,
2: are crisp are
0: liking,
3: sandwich,
0: sir? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crisp sandwiches. Yeah. Mm. What's, what's I, call crisps, of, what do they call uh, crisps in america uh, they chips. Call chips don't they chips yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like chips yeah i mean a chip buddy is a different thing yeah yes yeah,
2: yeah. uh i might have told someone online about this already but like the, uh yeah the, the communication barrier when i was in i did camp america and um just chips was one of the big things i was like you know oh, you know like do you want chips i'm like yeah, and I'm like no no that's not ready. And why did you put that <laughs> next to my burger anyway, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the other thing was um basically with all these kids running around, I was like, "Come on, come on, we got to go. Put your jumpers on. Put your jumpers on. For God's sake, let's go." Um we get there eventually and they're all freezing. I'm like, "What the hell are you doing? Where are your jumpers?" It's like, "We don't have jumpers." I was like, "I yes you do." And they're like, "What's a jumper?" I was like, oh, you mean <laughs> They didn't know what it was. I was just like, "Oh, crikey!" Um, yeah, uh, a sweater, which makes much more sense as a title for it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, who came up with the rain jumper? I mean, it, it well, it, it. it's a woolly jumper, isn't it? It's, you know, it's it's something knitted from sheep's wool.
2: Yes, sheep's yeah. Wool. It makes it would make it's, more sense if they were made from kangaroo hair wool. or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 I was just gonna say, a woolly jumper is what you get when you cross a sheep with a kangaroo. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) talking to dad
0: jokes.
1: (laughs) It's an interesting one with linguistically, isn't it? The the that way that the English language is developing with things like slang or or context. You know, for things that uh, have become common usage for not being the full phrase. You know, things like uh, I mean, the, the one that springs to, springs to mind is fall. Um, that being an old English thing of the fall of the leaf, at the point point at yeah. the end of summer, and now it's just known in the states as fall, and everyone oh, knows yeah. that it's that thing Portion. after yeah. in between summer and winter, but not having the context of where fall comes from as mm. as a thing. You know, and it, it's something that that British English dropped. Um, and we decided to try and make something slightly posher and Frencher sounding, but it stuck over in the US in US in American English, um, and then the context of where that phrase came from has been lost, and now it's just full. It's just one word out of what was a, a sentence, essentially. And I think there's a lot, there's a lot of things like that that have um, that we all you know contextually know what they mean, but it's it's missing. Other words uh, to contextualise it in in its original setting, or you know things where the, the common usage is uh, the meaning has now changed.
3: Uh, but um, I like how it's it's regional as well.
0: That kind of common meaning changing. Mean, yeah, crisps and chips mm. are two obvious examples. Yeah, if you ask for crisps in or chips in the UK, you will get potato products. If you ask for crisps or chips in the states, you will probably get potato products. Um, I don't know what those what crisps would be unless they know about english food i don't know never been to the states um but yeah if you ask for chips you get a potato product because if you want what we call chips you'd need to ask for fries steak mm. fries or you know, yeah. some yeah. variation on fries to, to change the sort of size and although we have fries in this country yeah, obviously being that sort of derivative from french fries for the yeah, the but, but
1: ours are just the, yeah, they're the very, the very thin. Very
0: thin. It's the super thin, it's got this kind of, yeah. thin, sort of definition. We have those kind of um, sort of differences, different words in two English speaking countries, yeah, but are very different are different things. And it's interesting how those sort of those differences have kind of occurred and still happen. And you know, the, the more cosmopolitan amongst yeah, you know, both. Brits and Americans will kind of know, yeah. You know, if you go to the yeah, you know, I know that if I go to the States and ask for chips, then I'm going to get crisps. I know <laughs> yeah. that because I, I, I'm aware of these things, but some people won't be. And there's also that element of you might forget and go, ah, I really fancy some fish and chips right now.
2: And you end up with, oh, yeah, fish and I'm sure they know. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a quaint. English, English thing, thing isn't then. it? So, yeah. think, oh, the gonna bring your Irish yeah. pub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get an English in. Let's get some fish and chips. Um, but yeah, I think that might be the only context that, that makes sense. Uh, I, I mean, you wouldn't, well, I don't know, maybe someone would go, Oh, I'll have some nice fried fish and um, a packet of walkers or layers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <you don't> <laughs> so, there's a, a YouTube channel that um, uh, called Midwest Americans. And it's a, it's a couple from Kansas City and they've they, a lot of their content has been either reactions to British TV or British comedy stuff or um, British food tasting and those kind of things. And they've recently just done uh, a trip over to the UK and done kind of the London and Glasgow, Edinburgh, York all the usual kind of uh, places that a lot of uh, American tourists come and check out. And uh, as part of their kind of series of YouTube videos, they've done things like shopping in Sainsbury's local and a Tesco express and then a waitrose or, uh, Marks and Spencer's. Um, and that was one of the things they were looking at is like, obviously the differences, you know, like as Lindsay said, you know, with things like biscuits versus biscuits, uh, uh, two very, very different things, uh, <laughs> you know, either side <laughs> of the pond. Um, and they were, they were looking in the, like the freezer section for, uh, at things like bags of, uh, Oven chips, or you know, like uh, bags of French fries, but then bags of like chips, and then they had uh sweet potato fries. They're like, hang on a minute. So, so they do know what fries are because they've got French fries and they've got sweet potato fries, but then they've yes. got chips. What's going on? <laughs> They're just trying to wrap their head around of like, you, do you guys understand when we're talking about like fries? You know, do, do, does that make sense to you? Then you know, it's like well. Yes, we, 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 we yes, are I aware of You have
2: to specify about. French fries or fries, don't you? I think fries is the, I could be wrong, um, but I thought French fries is definitely the skinny McDonald-looking thing. For, for
1: us, yeah, but I think that's yeah. one, that's, that's one of, because that's the origin of it, isn't it? It's, the, it's kind of the Belgian frites or that that kind of, um, that would be the the origin of the dish, as it were. But then over time, the the, the French fries has been dropped. It's just become fries. As they as the as the common usage language is weird, it's all made up anyway, isn't it? It is, it is yes. Also, <laughs> is.
2: Um, I, I just learned that, um, I mean, I was kind of aware of it, but it was on eight out of ten cats does countdown, which you know is, is like a documentary. Um, absolutely. And they basically, the when a word gets added, it's, just, it's the frequency of the word that warrants it being in there.
3: Hmm.
1: Yes, that was the, the big thing that absolutely blew my mind was um, the podcast the illusionist and it was the, they they had someone on who who was a lexicographer like Susie Dent hmm. um, and they were talking about dictionary being uh, descriptive, not prescriptive and we, we kind of grow up with this idea of like if you want to know how to use a bit of a, a bit of word or a bit of language, you grab the dictionary to find out how it's supposed to be used. Yes. That that the dictionary is a record of how people use the language. It's, it's a, it's oh. an afterthought descriptive thing of how everyone is using the words. So those words over time, any of them could change if we just start using them differently oh, and those yes, different we, definitions then get added to the dictionary when people start using them.
2: We used to get told off a lot when we were younger at school or you know, we about eight you know, I ain't doing that. And like, ain't yeah. it not in the dictionary. They would say. And then, you know, we got a bit smoking. We found out it was. It <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that completely like ruined my perception of of language at that point because it was. It, I used to be of that kind of. Uh, you know, I hate the way language is changing, or you know, common usage. There's it, still. Distinct frustrations in certain stuff with common usage, but the fact that that understanding of, uh, of it being descriptive rather than prescriptive, it just that really messed me up. That like, completely, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have
2: to think about it differently now, I suppose. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry,
1: folks, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but language, but everything changes. I mean, change, change yeah. is the only constant in life, and, and this goes for language too. And is that elements of yeah, language is a form of communication and communication is often quite a tribal thing mm. and that that tribe can be small a yeah, small group of people or it can be large and you know sometimes you know sometimes we call that you know tribal language jargon
2: yes yeah yeah
0: and the, the, the whole point of language is to communicate but sometimes People don't want to communicate beyond a certain size of their group, so they may use language in a way. I mean, you yeah, just the way teenagers use language
1: and, and yeah, Cockney rhyming slang and things yeah, like that, trying like.
0: to trying to keep on top of you know, what phrases mean. Uh, for example, good things or bad things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's there's plenty of examples of where people can kind of go. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. I I yeah. As a as an older person, I might say, oh, that's cool. But of these younger might go, "Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, no, that's sick, really man. bad. That, yeah, yeah, it's that's right. wicked. <laughs> oh, uh, wicked." sorry. So wicked. Yeah. It's like what no, I thought it was really good. No, 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 yeah. Wicked means good. It's like
2: <laughs> not when I grew up. I know. <laughs> yeah, wicked means bad. <laughs> we've we've got a couple of words here in Portsmouth, um, and I know some people from Portsmouth on the chat, but like uh, they know what I'm going to say. There's if I said um, stop being a squinny, would you know what that meant? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would sound like I've just done something bad.
2: Look, what, it's, it's like you know, it's stop. It's basically like saying, don't, st- "Stop squinnying Is like st- stop whining. So don't be such a squinny. No. So on um, and, and we've so far, I know so Portsmouth is the only place we hear that. Maybe Southampton, which is adjacent, um, uh, and the other one is uh, Din or Dinlo. which is you know, don't be a Din. Uh, we actually have a yeah, camp but... thing. Um, uh, on bins now saying, Don't be a din, put your rubbish in the bin. Uh, <laughs> don't be an idiot.
3: That makes sense. I suppose
1: it's like the uh, Bristol have Gert Lush as their Girt Lush, yeah. Girt Lush, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, you get it on t shirts and you know, all that kind of stuff. Gert Lush, you know, yeah. <laughs> first, first time I heard somebody say that we're gonna mash,
0: mash some tea, it's like. Mash—that's that's mash. Like, yeah, just potatoes. You're
1: like,
0: doing it all wrong. A it's a liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Mash. I've not heard that one. You know <laughs> That was a kind of—that was a—that was a, that was a, that was a good, almost northern thing. That was a kind of Midlands thing. Yeah,
2: mashed tea. Yeah. I yeah so
0: I've, first, the first time for this in, in Leicester. <laughs> that came up. I was just like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, "Yeah, they're, they're going to go make a cup of tea or pot of tea."
2: Right. right, but that's mashing. Or yeah, ma- so that was uh, right. some element like
0: the only thing I could think that's, of. Yeah, they were squeezing the
1: bag against the I side suppose. of the pot or something. Does it come from or boiling potatoes? No, I'm wondering no. if it's related <laughs> to like brewing. You know, making a mash. Possibly, yes. Yeah, yes,
0: yeah. 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 I suspect so. Oh, and yeah, the, that language will have yeah language just sort of drift in from yeah, if you've got a, 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 an area where there's a particular industry, for example that language will pervade in that in mm. that area and of course yeah then there's a sort of the yeah, cultural language depending on yeah like teenage years, like saying something's wicked yeah it's 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 very interesting it yes, is very yes. interesting
2: i mean i get called fat and stupid all the time
3: i don't I mean, know they've got to be <laughs> <things>. yeah <laughs>
0: But that, but yeah, that's obviously a compliment. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a put the yeah.
1: compliment because <laughs> that's what stops the tea, isn't it, mate? <laughs> so,
2: thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. You are also fat and stupid.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I think it, it, it is interesting how kind of, yeah, they, they kind of the linguistic differences even within a country like you know or just the regions yeah britain it's quite a small country really yeah we just take england or just take something like wales the differences in dialect and language between you know yeah. southeast wales west wales or north wales yeah because there's no one in the middle um you know, just take those sort of three different areas and the difference in language that you'll find yeah particularly given that north wales a lot of welsh speakers and, and it always has yeah. been a lot of welsh speakers west wales has always had a kind of large number of welsh speakers and the number in sort of southeast has been influenced massively by being you know close to bristol close to, and close to hereford yeah. and, and the like um that accessibility to sort of england's massively changed how but still having that and in the valleys you kind of the kind of whole kind of what's often referred to as sort of wenglish English. Um, wow. where you kind of you, you the, the language the, the, predominantly english i mean until kind of the primary school there was a law changed i think in the 90s that made all primary school students from then have welsh taught to them so all young people growing up through the 90s and beyond have been taught welsh so as opposed to when I was growing up in Wales, there were there were a few, small number of schools in South East Wales, where Welsh was, the language, Welsh was taught in schools. Some schools, I did yeah, two I mean, years it's, of Welsh. it's
2: not a foreign language. No, <laughs> over there. No. So
0: and it, it was it was it was almost a di- it was almost a dying language. But you know the the, mm. the hard work of various organisations, you know, kind of the, the, and the, the Welsh government basically said, look, we're not going to let this language die. And it's it's blossoming and blooming and which is fantastic but what you found in kind of the 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 valleys of south wales you know a lot of mining and heavy industry like steel and things of that predominantly english speaking but the the english was sort of bastardized with with elements of welsh to create sort of wenglish so you know like you get if you go up to kind of you know up north, yeah, and this to Geordies, so or you, you go to kind of you know, Yorkshire, and you get sort of deep Yorkshire sort of dialects. Oh, yeah, well, the you get these whole languages, connects, yeah, yeah, the whole extra words that get put in and the words that get used, and yeah, you know, kind of. I mean, like with Welsh, yeah. You know, if somebody goes up to you and says, "Do you fancy a coach Yeah, you might kind of go. Get uh, away no from idea. me!
2: Is yeah. I have to eat? Do I have to go away? We're actually <laughs> to give you a hug. So yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I remember because uh, a close friend of ours, we went to go see the whales, and it, I mean, his mum's—they lived in Portsmouth, but she always used to give us a cut. And I remember the first time I was like, I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> Am I going to enjoy You're my mum's, you know, my mate's mum. So <laughs> is it all right?
1: <laughs> well, it's, I, I've talked about um, before with uh, Fonagalo that my mate was sort of explaining to me and it's from the, the diamond mines in Zimbabwe Um, because there's the, a lot of diverse culture and some stupid number of um, official languages of the the kind of South African areas. Um, They created this fungalo as a, as a kind of lingua franca if you like for in the diamond mines, because they'd have workers coming from all over kind of Southern and middle Africa. So it's kind of like a base of Zulu with a little bit of English and a little bit of uh, Afrikaans thrown in there, and it's it's like a mash of all these other languages. So that you, it, it's like a it's an instructional language, so that no matter who you're speaking with in that area, you've got your own kind of way of communicating to keep everyone safe and provide instruction for work and and all the rest of the stuff. That, that's a wow. fascinating one too. It's, it's like a little that's, a, kind of that's a another um, study necessity pot.
2: thing so again yeah absolutely coming in saying like right you're all going to die unless we figure this out
1: (laughs) exactly but i mean Lindsay's just raised a really good point though um language is a reflection of the culture and that's something that you know industry has uh you know whether it's a a a big corporate entity with its own subset of acronyms within it or whether it's the culture of makers with their own set of you know, content creation acronyms that are also linked to, you know, crafts or, you know, uh, things like that. With Each of those cultures has their own subset of, of, of jargon or slang or its own underpinning language. That,
2: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, um, uh, some of the chat stuff we see on the WhatsApp group, uh, you you, are, you guys speak a completely different language um, when you're talking about <laughs> 3D printing and or computers. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm like, oh, they're obviously talking about something to do with the pc no no down it's just it's 3d printing this time <laughs> <laughs> i
1: mean in, in fairness that I, I i get very blind to a lot of the conversations in there myself when <laughs> it starts going off into other stuff that's out of my comfort zone
3: <laughs> i, I so think it's a, important a, to remember that, as well <laughs> yeah mm. language
1: language can be a, a huge barrier
0: I and mean, as very a teacher so, yeah. one of the one of my jobs as a teacher is to make sure that students understand what the language is yeah. You know, because mm. a, a word that uh, sometimes you you will use a word in if a student doesn't understand what that word is forget they're not going to learn anything for the rest of the lesson and there could just be one word can make all that difference
2: yes
3: yeah
0: <laughs> but then you but then you also get particularly in something like physics the everyday use of a word mm. does not necessarily match with the use of that same word in physics classic example is is weight weight yes yeah. in everyday language when people say oh well, yeah oh how much do you weigh you know what's your weight what's the weight of this they're expecting a measurement in some unit of mass whether that's pounds kilograms stone or whatever rather than in newtons which is what okay. it should be for for weight and that could yeah, as, as a physics teacher that causes all sorts of issues because there's, and there's others ones too, where we have these words that have a very specific, very precise meaning in physics. Mm. And unlike chemistry and biology that have very kind of, obviously chemistry and biology words, you know, with photosynthesis, yes, it has a very specific meaning, but it's definitely most, every Everyone who's been through school knows, but even if they don't know what photosynthesis, even if they can't remember the equation for photosynthesis, they know that photosynthesis is this biology thing, and it yeah. means this. Yeah, whether they fully understand the process of photosynthesis or whether they, they kind of know it's something to do with plants and it's how plants make food, maybe, and, and but they know it's biology. If you say, you know diethyl ketone, it, it, oh, that's chemistry thing. You say, wait. Or mass, well they're just everyday words, but in mm. physics they have a very specific meaning. And how fast is it going? Yeah. <laughs> and we have and and volume, there's another one. Yeah. yeah. Every day, most people, yeah. if you say volume, they're thinking about how loud bio, it sounds yeah. as yeah. opposed to a yeah, very specific amount of space that something takes up. And I think we get that in making too, sometimes, where there are mm-hmm. specific jargon for particular. Making things, but we also, also have words that in different forms of making are common, but they don't necessarily have the same exactly the same meaning. Perhaps, and you get the same with the t- yeah, tools, you know, like a blacksmith's hammer is not the same as a yeah. woodworker's yeah. hammer, yeah,
2: yeah, or framing framer's frame hammer, hammer. hammer or, or yeah. a jeweler's hammer, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I remember talking to um friends like, oh, what I've just been to the shop, well, what did you buy? So, oh, I've got a new router, and like. Oh right, oh, yeah, I've got this one, and they start talking to me in computer language. And I'm like, no, no, this one's like goes really fast. <laughs>
1: that, that's another linguistic difference, route and route. You know, two yeah. two conceptually different things.
0: I mean, let's just face it. I mean, yeah, English particularly is a difficult language to learn. Yeah, we think it's easy because we grew up with it. I mean, it'd yeah.
1: be it would be great if it was, you know, kind of just one country's origin rather than a conglomeration of yeah. centuries and centuries of us storming around the planet, picking up other people's nice words.
0: But, <laughs> but we don't even have things like you know, fixed pronunciation of, of particular letter groups. You
3: no. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah Vo,
1: I, bow and rough all end up with the same... I was just about to say the O-U-G-H sound. There's seven different yeah. ways of pronouncing that syllable.
2: I remember writing the word "Voxel Cavalier" down for uh, the American kids when I was in Cap America, I was like, "How do you say that?" They're like, "Oh, Cavalier." <laughs> well, it
1: Dave Gorman does a fantastic thing about that with um, talking about specifically about the O U G H sound, um, and uh, there's a Loughborough University campus in London, <laughs> and the <there's> signs <laughs> for it. And you say you know Loughborough University as, as Loughborough as a place has the O U G H syllable in it twice, pronounced yeah. two different ways. It's like the worst possible word for a, a non-British native English <laughs> speaker to to try and figure out how it's pronounced because it's just horrific. Um, uh, Worcestershire is pretty bad as well. Yeah, but I mean, you can work but that should, out yeah. if you understand that you know it's. Yeah. it's sheer not shire and you know so, all that
2: kind of stuff what, what lugabuga lugaboo
1: is it, uh, um well it's a, yeah Lugaburu is a, a really common one that people say but yeah. he what he did he says a couple of times there's been american tourists stood there staring at this word being very puzzled and they've turned you know he's kind of like made his presence known just out of eyeshot, you know so that they've kind of turned and asked him how it's pronounced <laughs> and he he defaults to it's, it's lowbrow university because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's both a lie and not a lie at the same time <laughs> <laughs> its have lruffff yeah yeah exactly it's there's so many different ways
2: Was um uh, I, I was looking for something on eBay uh, another se- uh, sewing table and uh, it was in derby but I just read it. There's like Tess, where is Derby? Uh she's like Derby. Yeah. It's like no no Derby. It says so oh, here. But uh, geography is not my strong point. I just found out there's a, not, not out not there's a far California far in England. That blew my mind. Yep.
1: Most of the places in the US uh, there is a, a British equivalent.
2: Yeah. Boston we've not, got a York, for instance. We had the first York, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, the old one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's Washington um, as well. Yeah.
3: This yeah, is this is why um
2: my eBay searches don't always work out because like <laughs> often I find a thing I want but like you're saying I just can't afford the import. <laughs> um...
1: <laughs> the yeah, uh, yeah, the, the um no, brain's completely gone dead. I was about to start something <laughs> and it just disappeared. We, Never mind. we, possibly,
0: we possibly should talk about us making it at some point. We've kind of hinted at it a couple of times. I
3: mean, well, that well, in his workshop. Yeah, but, we're nearly yeah. at a
1: point of um, of an introduction, I suppose, aren't we?
0: Yeah, we could do. Yeah,
1: could do. Yeah, could who does
2: that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we it's we don't know who he is because he hasn't got the the big.
2: No, oh, the Mohawks um, not there on. at the moment. Yeah, it's um, I'm in between Hawks at the moment. Uh, <laughs> basically <laughs> um and my wife understands it's not a criticism but i might go to an actual like barbers to get it done straight <laughs> um <laughs> because it's been it's you know it's got thinner and fatter over the time and um yeah uh i figure if i get a nice straight line to work to she could take over from there but like at the moment it's just it's too much hmm. Yeah, uh making wise think- if you want something to talk about i just done i done my first scarf joint don't know if oh, you can nice. see this uh sort of a hit and miss to start with it just basically sort of start taking it away with a chisel and then it just uh, kept taking more away with the chisel because it wasn't really flat then i got these two pieces the right shape and it, they just weren't marrying up properly then i remembered a tutor showing us how they did the um he would do wooden fascia and he was to basically each taught us to overlap them and then just cut through them both and so I basically jammed them together and then resawed them and now they're like basically they're a mirror image and it works it's worked out well but nice. I've got um four more of these to do and that will eventually become uh, a footstool so this is part of an old vaulting horse uh, but that's the, the most current project.
3: Nice. My um,
0: we, my eldest got their results on their A level results last Thursday, and in the car park of the school, there were two skips. They, one of the skips. <laughs> there was the base, the yeah. bottom base of the stacking horses. know, yeah, you kind of get the old vaulting horses that were sort of stacked up, and you could take you could take the bottom bit off, so it was lower. And I can't yeah, there was the bottom of one in there. It was just like
3: ah, oh, I can't.
0: I wanted to put. I didn't, but I wanted to put it out and rescue the wood because it was. It's good I wood. Mean, <laughs> it solid wood. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. It's probably. It's probably. It's going to be a hardwood. It won't be pine because. it would I be, think. So. Yeah. Um, you
2: know, I, no. The last space. one I did was made of beech. Um, uh, so it's some yeah. good usable material there.
0: Probably. I mean, crikey, it was it's probably forty Seasoned. or fifty years old. Yeah, it's going to be stable as anything. Yes, it's got a few dents and dints in it from being kicked and have things kicked at it and thrown around. But yeah, that would soon mill out or sand out.
2: Yeah. Well, I was just I, like, like,
0: yeah. It, yeah. It was, I mean, the short, okay. The short side was 18 inches. Of the other floor. Well, this is the reason I didn't put out because I, I need to actually be getting rid of stuff at the moment, not bringing more stuff in. And hmm. I, see
1: if you yeah. have got rid of the other stuff, First, and bought yourself a battery circular saw that you could keep in the back of the car. You could do that, you could have yeah. just broken it down and actually brought it home with you.
2: Yeah, it's easier <laughs> yeah. to hide that way. Yeah, my wife was there before. as well, so yeah, it was, it, I, <laughs> I was,
0: was like, Tess, sorry,
2: <laughs> I bought a thing, I thought I could flip it. Um, basically, it was like another yeah. vaulting horse. Um, and I was like, Oh, I know someone that might want to recycle that to do something with. And uh, they were like, no, thanks, I was like. I'm now stuck with a vaulting horse um we lived in a I've small heard house popular
0: with certain uh certain uh how can I describe it yeah certain type of people
2: <laughs> clowns <laughs> athletics yeah. athletics yeah. yes 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah it was quite hard to move it, uh, like pretend it wasn't there um because we just i just left we had two rooms uh two you know living room and front room we i came back with this thing i was like i'm sorry but i think i could do something with it and um basically it's our table now it's our coffee table so it it works
1: (laughs) fantastic (laughs)
0: Uh, oh the idea of that yeah (laughs) yeah i'm not uh, yeah i don't think i would get away with that i I wouldn't have got away with i wouldn't have got away with sort of pulling it out of the skip it wasn't for
1: those meddling kids (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I know the caretaker of the school, so I could have kind of gone and found him and said, "I'm going to take that," and he would gone. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was one of the big skips as well. Yeah, it was a yeah, what twelve yard yeah. the high sided ones.
2: They threw. Uh, like I was only caretaking for a short time, but the stuff I saw them throwing away, um, just like, oh no, I can't. Uh, it, like I would try to take as much as i could home yeah. but it's just so much stuff and um but yeah perfectly usable like you know tables and things you know just like oh it just needs a new piece of wood yeah. on it
0: yeah and the tabletops yeah it's like yes they are often made particularly kind of like things like a roco and, and stuff like that yeah yeah yes you've got to chip off the chewing gum yeah <laughs> <bottom. laughs> And so yes, yes, you've and got to you've got to you've got to mill out the scratched phalluses and other things in the top <laughs> but once you've done that you end up with some nice wood that's been around for a long time it's usually pretty stable
2: yeah i mean because i i guess it was um a bit more in an abundance say 50 years ago there might probably a lot cheaper um
3: yeah
2: the, so yeah i mean most of the material i use i've hardly i don't think i've bought any hardwood in a very long time it's um basically uh, skip rescues i'm very lucky that um uh, my old employer when i was self-employed he's so he's whenever he's fitting out kitchens and things like that if there's any decent material he gives me first dibs uh but it does mean Mm. i i mostly and oak (laughs) um (laughs) like nobody throws anything like maple away or anything like that
1: (laughs) yeah i've still got an old sapelian door down in the work in the dumping ground workshop down the bottom of the garden there's uh you know, kind of the door helped help my mate replace. and it's like, Oh, do you want me to chuck this in the skip? Or or you know, take it down the tip or whatever and oh I might it's good what in that I might I might have that. And it's that's been down there for <laughs> three years maybe. It's in my yeah. way. It's still like nothing's happened. And it's just yeah, I think I'll just cut that down and get rid of it. <laughs> Eventually.
3: I, yes, it's all good intentions. I mean, it's,
0: it's the, it's the never ending yeah. sort of battle, isn't it? With sort of, unless you, I think, I mean, again, cultural differences, the majority of American workshops, even the small ones, are, are massively bigger than a lot of the UK mm. workshops. And I think for, for us, I think it's kind of here that, and certainly for me, there's that kind of battle of, I have a limited amount of space and i keep trying to fill it and that's always a bad thing <laughs> and i i mean i've i mean i've discussed this with jamie recently yeah kind of off air i mean i'm i, I think i have now re- well i've i've got a, a situation of i have a shed that is falling apart i have to empty it yeah and it's a, it's a 12 by 6 shed so mm. yeah it, there's there's a lot of stuff in there I mean, i've taken a lot of stuff out but and i've got two other sheds one of them now there's a new one that we've put the gardening things in and it's only gardening stuff and step ladders so yeah the things that need to be stored out of the house and i've got another shed which is seven by seven and that is now chock with stuff that i i need to go through that stuff i need to go empty the other one <laughs> and i need to get rid of stuff from the, t- the tinkerage is chocker and i've actually i've i think i've now reached a point where one of the reasons that i'm not doing stuff is that actually just there's just too much stuff mm. and I, but i i have this, this i particularly have this kind of i think burden is quite the right sort of word to use i don't like getting rid of stuff that could be useful
2: mm. no yeah <laughs> that's i think yeah. that's um uh i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I I hate throwing things away. I'm not a hoarder. I don't think I'm a hoarder. Um,
3: but I um,
0: I think I think I, I think I think I think I think I think hoarding is a spectrum. is a, a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I yeah, can still move around. Who, but yeah, I think you've got the people who kind of have maybe. I I, I don't know the proper technical terms, and I might I might be kind of people might be listening to this and going, "No, you can't say that. Or, you shouldn't say things like that." But you get the people who we see on the TV programs, you know, the, the hoarder type TV programs, where literally you yeah, can walk through with... there. You, you can open the front, you can't, well, you can't even necessarily open the front door full. You can't walk down the, the hallway because there are stacks five feet high of newspapers. And you go into the kitchen and there isn't a surface that you can put anything on. And you go into the kind of loom room and there, is, you know, every yeah, the part yeah, the, of the Yeah, there's a of newspapers, place. and every mm. cigarette that they've ever smoked <laughs> is in the ashtray and it's overflowing, and they can't throw anything away. And it is a serious illness that is affecting their ability to have relationships with other people, to mm. operate in any meaningful way as a person themselves. And obviously, yeah, I think that's kind of an extreme end of the situation. Mm. But then I think, I think there's this kind of make a hoarder type person. I think, I think partly for me, I, I grew up, we grew up very poor. Yeah. We were exceedingly poor when I grew up. Yeah. I always had food to eat. wasn't always great food. And sometimes it'd be things like we're having porridge for dinner. But as, as a child, I always had food to eat mm-hmm. but as an adult. Now I know that my mother didn't always have much food to eat. They always made sure that I did. And so, yeah, we never, you know, I had a lot of clothes that were made at home. We had a lot of secondhand stuff. We had a lot of sort of hand me downs. And, you know, we never threw anything away. We could fix things. Yes. Yeah. And (laughs) I think there's still that, for me, there's still that element of, I mean part there's also i I, mean, I'm, I am concerned about things like the environment i don't want to throw things away if they could be useful i want to reuse i yeah i, I try and reduce but i want to reuse and recycle because that's a good thing to do
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it's also as, as a maker because i think oh yeah i could and i I have so many project ideas in my head and, and in, uh, in my maker notebook that kind of yes i'd like to have a go at making yeah an r2 i'd like to have a go at making a johnny five i'd like to have a go at making yeah, you know, a zillion other things and I've, you know it's oh that would be good for this and that would be good for that oh, i'd love to no, throw
2: something sense. away and then find out yeah. you know it's like, oh that's the thing i needed <laughs> but yeah. i threw it away
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and
2: it's it, it, i the, think it, it
1: the make a struggle doesn't it yeah oh totally
0: it's like I mean, ha- I mean, I have got rid of stuff in the past and they, yeah, a week or two weeks later, you kind of go, yeah, I had the thing to fix this. Now it's going to cost me because I got rid of it two weeks ago. I could have done it for free, but now I'm going to have to pay.
1: I, yeah. I, I've got to, you know, kind of, uh, throw the, the, uh, horrific point of privilege in the hat here of, um, having multiples of certain tools because they're easy to store in a place that you can very quickly lose I was trying to find a a pop riveter the other day and I know I've got a pop riveter somewhere because I remember using one but I have no idea where the hell it is it was a cheap one, it would have cost me a couple of quid and I'm probably going to have to buy another one because I've got some pop rivets to put in and I have absolutely no clue. I, I took basically half my workshop apart the other day to try and find the Pop Riveter. And it is not where it should be if I was contextualizing the tools. You know? But when you buy a new one, the other one will appear. Yeah, within, within, within
0: five yeah. hours, you will find the other one and it will be in a,
2: of course it's there,
0: please. Yeah.
3: Said
2: your top pocket uh, when I've, you go to the shop. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> I've been through all those... those those uh, places where I would put it when I was doing any other operation that would have used that tool. I haven't as yet asked my wife if she's tidied anything up because she did help me out hugely by um, re reorganizing some, my workshop for me uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so since, you know, since I used it last time, uh, it may have been put in somewhere that made more sense. But I've no idea what it is. And I know it was only a couple of quid. <laughs> and I'm probably going to end up with another pop river. It. <laughs> and it, it's a horrifically privileged thing to be able to do. But I think we've all got multiples of some tools that we don't need to have multiples of. <laughs> we've yeah,
2: all done yeah, that
3: before.
2: Uh, <laughs> I thought, yeah, like um routers. I've sort of like I had one router, um, and it was uh I ended up just chewing through the cable. And I think uh, so Duncan from um little hobby shop fixed oh, it for sure. me um and then um but i couldn't wait so i wouldn't got another i got a katsu one which is like oh this is mm-hmm. lovely this does what i need and that's i was like sport. and it was so cheap so i was kind of like if i got another one i wouldn't <laughs> need to change the bits would i i was like
3: it's so efficiency. that's what we've done yeah.
2: and then duncan <laughs> gave me back that one and then um i invested in a router table so it's basically potentially i don't need to change bits ever <laughs> and that's 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 logical, but yeah, sometimes you go like uh, I was rummaging around and you're like why have I got five hammers, all of them the same and they're all crap. You know? <laughs> the, well
1: the, the problem you're gonna run into with the routers is because those cats are so cheap, you'll get to the point where you'll you know you will you'll need to use a different bit you'll just go and buy another catsu router and put the bit in so you know <laughs> you need to change it. And then you'll get to a point where you'll have forgotten that bits are changeable. And then yes. the bit that you're using <laughs> will become blunt and you'll just throw the whole router out by another router with bit.
2: <laughs> so I used to work with a guy who, um, uh, I think he had like five Game Boys because he didn't know, uh, like this is early Game Boys, you know, so mm. um, uh, the oh, grey ones. He's like, oh, yeah, I've got the one with Tetris. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good game. And then he's like, oh, I've just bought another one with like Mario Land on it. And I was like, <laughs> you know that you can take the characters like, no, no, it's too technical. Um <laughs> just kept buying new Game Boys.
0: I, I think in, a, in a production shop, buying something like multiples of routers is, is potentially yeah, a really good thing. Yeah. And same with you know Sanders with the, grinders and... the angle grinders, yeah, one of the cut-off disc, yeah. one of the you know, grinding mm-hmm. disc, yeah. You know, I think stuff like that can be sensible. But then I think of yeah, I think to myself, yeah, I've I've got three three routers. I've got the Katsu. I've got a quarter-inch kind of performance pro B&Q jobby, um, which was my first router, and I've got a, a big default half-inch. And it's like, uh, I'm probably not going to ever use it. Well, the half-inch I have used a few times. I've used it for kitchen worktops. I'm probably never going to do kitchen worktops myself again, but I have used it essentially because it's got such a big base Yeah, clamped in a, a, a workmate as a... Bit of a janky router table, possibly not the safest thing to do, but, yeah, not, yeah, it,
2: it, on video. but
0: it, it worked, yeah. Um, but then I think, yeah, angle grinders,
2: and I've got I think I've got four
0: angle grinders.
2: I'm mm. not a metal worker, no, I suppose that's um, yeah, I mean, I never thought of them as exclusively metal work, but um, uh, yeah, there's one of those things that I do kind of think like, well. Oh, a third one wouldn't hurt <laughs> like the only reason i ended up with two is because one of them just stopped working and i was like right i haven't got time so i had, like just got the parkside one and it's yeah. actually really really good the 125
1: uh, mil parkside one
2: yes it's amazing um and it's like got you it. know the it's handles really good. And yeah. everything uh it's ergonomic um yeah brilliant and then um as soon as i bought that the old black and decker start just said oh sorry sorry i was just sleeping um and it came back and it's never been a problem um <laughs> so it's like right. See, I'm gonna one, one of
0: you two. I've got a packet of uh off discs for 125, both all my angle grinders are 115.
1: So, so the, the, the trick is to that is um get someone else to use wear them, them down guard? a little bit without the guard, and then when they get down to 115, put the guard back on and then you can safely use them.
3: Yeah, the kids <laughs> or
1: something, would be fine. Or just use them on the sander.
0: Get them down to shape first. Yeah, I'm working. Try so Just,
1: glass jars to, uh, no, just, just, do just, just do it by hand. Just so it's like faceted, and then put them on the angle grinder. Just.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. It. I mean, I, um, I have used the pillar drill to do a little bit of turning before, just on a soft, soft metal, because because it was just a tiny piece of rod, and the 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 lathe over there, I've only got the one thing to do it with, and I was like, right. It will fit in the drill bit though. Um and uh yeah, so it the paper just, sh- just falls rough, out. But, uh, it just... Yeah, but I said, yeah. It, principle it was fine because it wasn't um a very, very big meaty thing I was doing, but it was just the tool resting that I kind of had to improvise.
1: Plumped <laughs> <course, yeah>. so <laughs> of like, wood and, down or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, essentially I just sort of stacked lots of bits of wood and um uh and I was like, okay, this 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 is the same thing, isn't it, really? <laughs> Except yeah, it's, it's like that, that way, yeah. Yeah, and the, the the absence of
1: thrust bearings. and Yes, yes.
2: Um yeah, yeah. But again, so you not, know, like, climb this...
3: up
1: on your workbench and lie down so that you're the right way. <laughs> do <something> like <laughs> done down. it that way. Yes.
2: <laughs> Just reorientate things. <please. laughs> but yeah, I mean, like well, the the pillar drill. Um, I got second hand as well, so I'm, I was very. That was like thirty quid. So it's one of those things. I'm like, well, if it goes, I've I've had it for ten years now, and you know. Yeah. Thirty quid, it's, it's not so bad.
0: <laughs> I quite like one of the Bosch ones, the digital oh, the speed control digital one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard a couple of people say that there's quite a lot of play in them, though.
1: Yeah, from what I understand, they're, they're they're not aimed at the precision that you would want. They're they're no. more aimed at draining the wallets. Of, <laughs> yeah, which of is a, bit a shame. Are, not necessarily the, the prestige. Worried about, about? Well, it, no. I'm just I, I trying to be diplomatic in saying, you know, <laughs> folks of a certain age who you know are getting towards the end of their working life have a bit of surplus cash and want to just start, you know, tinkering in the workshop with something a bit different. You know, if that's the, the the kind of the target market for them, let's understand understanding anyway. Might be
0: wrong. yeah i mean i th- i mean the, the nice bits of kit in terms of yeah you've got the, kind of the, the adjustable depth which is controllable you've got the variable speed without belts because i mean let's face it who changes the belts on their belt driven
2: you could change the belt
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah
3: yeah No, one ever does no, it. no you i said well it. You i stick them in the middle
0: uh yeah. or you, you keep it you know, yeah you, you're only doing wood you put them at high speed but you just you just keep it on there because they're too much fuss to, I do the tension move it down put the tension back close the lid it's just too much fuss
2: yeah, yeah when I got this thing um uh I just right right off the bat I wanted to cut out like a, I had a big big old circular kind of cutting piece and um it was about yeah hundred mil or so and first thing it did was just go and stick um and I was like <laughs> hello, Mr. eBay, you've sold me something crap. And um, I was like, well, I suppose I should Google it. And it turns out, yeah, I did. that's the only time I have ever moved the belt. And I haven't moved it back in about seven years. So it's because it, it does, it chews the wood up like I want it.
3: Yeah. My, st- you-
2: I, I, down in the,
1: my, my sort of bottom, bottom of the garden workshop, it's like an old brick, uh, you know, kind of uh, old, old, old Brick outhousey type thing with a coal shed built onto it and stuff, but it's not an outhouse as such because it has like um, it has this kind of brick hearth in the corner with a like a copper or bronze bowl set into it. So it's scullery, it's, yeah, yeah. So it, it's you can build a fire under the bowl, and apparently it's for like when people used to repair their own shoes and things, and would melt down oh. tars and glues and stuff in this bowl. You know, for, so for not the, not a laundry scullery. No, apparently not.
0: This is this tink- the tinkerage was the scullery for the house. Mm. So when they, they built it, so the the, the tinkerage is kind of half of what was originally built, and on the other half was split into two bits. One of which was the coal store. Mm. One of which was the toilet, the outside toilet. Mm. It was, this was built before kind of toilets were, yeah. All houses had toilets inside and the, the the bit that is the tinkerage there's a uh in one corner there's there's still the remains of the the chimney's still on the roof but it's capped off yeah. so there's a chimney there was a fireplace and there was originally a, a belfast sink big ceramic deep sink mm-hmm. um which was used for for doing the washing
1: and this is this is like a it's almost like a like a champagne bucket type size mm-hmm um but just set into the into the top you know, it's not a not like a removable thing it's, it's it's very very clearly for heating whatever was in the was in this this bowl um and yeah my wife said the other day that one of the one of the elderly neighbors was was explaining to her about you know it's for the glues and tars and stuff like that for when people are repairing their old shoes and things um mm. but all, all that to say that uh it's a sloping roof. It's not particularly high or big, but I ended up buying the, the really big Titan, um, pillar drill from Screwfix years ago. Mm-hmm. And because of the configuration of, of the way it builds all the benches, it doesn't actually fit anywhere other than on this little stone platform. Um, and I, ha- I just haven't got around to sorting it out properly. So if the one yeah. bench that it's deep enough for the ceilings too low for it, so it's can't go there. And the other bench where there is enough ceiling height, there are, isn't enough depth on the workbench. So it can't go on that. So it literally has to go in this one spot. It's the only place it can fit, and it's a reasonable height. But then you can't actually adjust the bed height because there's another workbench in the way of where the, the handle is to go up and down. Ah. So it's set at this one height. So if I need to if I need to drill anything uh, in thinner plates, I've got to stack up stuff underneath it and then clamp down on top to be able to drill through smaller plates. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like yeah, a 100mm throw on it.
2: So, the space existed before you decided to put things in it. And, um, and, and, I, mm. yeah, I remember we built, and I built this, and I was like, yeah, great. I cannot wait to get everything in. And, um, and uh, one of the first things I bought was the bandsaw, and it's a, it's, it's a big one, um, uh, just a Shepak one, same as the same as Brothers Make have. But mm. it, that corner over there is the only place it can go. Um, because, yeah. like, as soon as I put everything in, I was like, ah, There's no I can't move in here. Um because I I just thought like I've got everything on wheels, uh like a six hundred deep thing, and I was like, Mm -hmm. oh that's that's half of the room. Um it's like and and then you buy more things like oh what have I done? Yeah.
1: So true.
0: I had a I had a bench top pillow drill given to me when we were in our last house. And it was it needed it needed quite a lot of work doing to it, which I never did, other than kind of one of the it was the standard sort of three, three arm handle on the side. One of those is always loose. So if you grab that one by mistake, you kind of you pull down, you come out in your hand. So you just had to make sure that you kind of used the right one. At one point it had been epoxied in, but the epoxy perished and it, it came out. And when we, when we moved, I had it in the, the tinkerage for a while. It was just like, it took so much room and ended up getting rid of it. And instead, I, I literally have uh, a little uh, drill press with a, a Woolworths electric drill in it. <laughs> but it's got variable speed. Yeah, it's got variable speed. You, you kind of have to lock it on. The, on. on the, you yeah, kind of have to get to the, the speed. Yeah, a little thing. dial on yeah. the on the trigger. So you get the, get the speed up, and then you kind of yeah, pull the trigger and then press kind of the lock on uh, mm. and then kind of push down to your work. Now I mean, it's, it's a load of fuss, but it doesn't take up much room. Because which thankfully is, is a good thing, although it's a little yeah. bit wonky. It need, I'd get I broke a bit on the uh, draw. I'm
1: press. guessing that there's more uh, run kind of out play on that. On that yeah, there the is
0: other, yeah. quite a bit of play. Yeah, the Bosch would be an improvement, definitely. Well, uh, i have always
2: seen, um uh, what you, like like the version you said, the old Wolfcraft pulley lever thing they put a standard drill in on Facebook Marketplace. I keep seeing um like lathes that were drill powered and yeah,
3: like, yeah,
1: yeah it exactly it. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. My dad, my dad still does, he, he does a lot of turning on one of those now.
2: I've
1: got,
0: I've got the bits from a wolf a, a very old wolf one down in the shed, which kind of acquired from an estate. Um, somebody passed on and he needs, I mean, the cable on the drill needs replacing. It's like, I mean, it, it's a nice little project. I mean, it, to give you an idea of the age of the drill, it is it's shiny. The whole drill is shiny. It's—I uh, was going to say silver, but yeah, it's not made of silver. It's—it's it's kind of yeah, that kind of metallic, metallic. Me- metal. There's no paint on the entire thing. There never was any paint on it. It's just yeah.
1: that kind of sort of shiny thing. It's—it's it's an on-off switch. Yep. Yeah. No variable, variable
2: speed. It's just like yeah. yeah. Oh, my dad's old she, drill. it's reverse though
0: I think. Oh, you got to reverse? The, yeah. That's quite
2: there. advanced, I suppose. I remember yeah. Dad's—that's dad's one was. Just went one direction, it, it was very good at doing it, but hmm. depending on what you were doing, like when I got it, I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to cope with this because I couldn't get the bloody thing out sometimes. And
1: <laughs> is that because I, I was just thinking about that? I've still got a, a performance power 710 watt, um, you know, a STS, or not STS drill, but a, you know, a, a proper mains powered drill hmm. da- down in that. That same workshop in a in a case uh, with that kind of intention of it'll be handy when I need to drill something properly, you know. And then yeah. thinking now of like the the, the battery powered drills that I've got, probably actually put out more than the seven hundred and ten watts get from this, and the batteries probably actually last better than the mains will down in that workshop anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> so well, why
3: the Pretty hell have I still got yeah. it? It's just. Yeah. Oh, I
1: definitely don't still need it at all I've got an SDS battery-powered SDS drill that's, that's more powerful than the plug-in mains one I've got so this...
0: I've still got, I've still got a Bosch hammer SDS plus which is phenomenal Mains powered mm-hmm. and that I've used it so many times I mean it's hard work to use now but it's such a good tool when you need I mean like the, the tinkerage, the bricks of that are engineering bricks so they are yeah. rock hard. Yeah, you've got to use good quality bits and you need you know, my, my cordless drill, even with hammer mode, would never touch it, even yeah. when the, it was new. But the, yeah, the SDS, stick a good quality Bosch SDS bit in there with the one, I can't remember what they call it. But it's got the kind of it, the masonry bit, instead of being kind of just angled, has it's slightly rounded. Oh, it's got the slightly load Yeah, and And that, that just eats through. Yeah, just absolutely eats through even the engineering bricks.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I kind of like a few times I thought uh, it's a bit tricky to use, but then sometimes you kind of think, yeah, but sometimes you need that kind of the roto stop hammer action to chip away some concrete off something or to make a hole, in, or but you're yeah, fixing down the, the greenhouse, you're yeah, fixing it to the floor,
2: yeah, just yeah, like, yeah yes, so I, I can, can hammer it,
0: I can drill into reinforced concrete to put expansion bolts in,
3: yeah.
2: So, my old boss had a, an old Hilti um SDS uh thing and it was secondhand when he got it. Um, and so for the two 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 and a half years I was with him, it like he's like it, it did finally die, but he was like, I think it's about 40 years old. He said, but it was it kept going. Um, uh, it was amazing. Yeah, um, stonking machines, yeah. Well, like the learning curve of um. You know because when we were first got our house and um we went and bought like a 12 pound drill uh like a, with a battery one from as not as the Argos um yeah and I, I put up my first shelf just so happy yes that one <laughs> um and I remember sort of like you know, i just put my shelf like, oh this is gonna be so and I was there like I think it you know didn't know any better thinking like it, it it takes 20 minutes to normally do this sort of thing doesn't it to drill one hole um yeah. and then, no. And then uh, my father-in-law bought me like, my first proper powered drill. It was um, a Screwfix Titan one, and and it was it was brilliant. And apart from when it just suddenly stopped, but obviously Screwfix were really good with their guarantees. So over the course of the year, I ended up upgrading it to <laughs> like an a But like the difference was like, oh yeah, this is this is what it's meant to be like. You know, I feel like my dad now. Oh,
0: I'd like to I'd like to think I've. Of- got well beyond where my dad was. It, I mean, he, he was not scared of having to go anything. Yeah, you know, built, you know, like a, a wooden extension on the house, we always do jobs on the thing, but he'd always use totally the wrong tools. <laughs> because he'd just use he used you whatever, know, whatever he had, or could afford, and it, you know, usually wasn't anywhere near the best. And it was, it yeah. was secondhand. So I kind of I, I've said a few times that one of the most important things I learned about DIY from my dad was get the right tool and i learned that because he never had the right tools <laughs> yes and it wasn't it just and mostly it was just because of it, it just couldn't afford them yeah budget
2: i suppose and yeah um, yeah
0: it's just just budget i mean that, that's why he fit like, yeah he wasn't a mechanic but he he did m- lots of quite big work yeah i can remember him taking the head off the car several times as a kid and it's just yeah, replacing gas Because he couldn't afford because he couldn't afford to the garage to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was as simple as that. Yeah, it was it was purely out of necessity. It's not that he liked working on cars. He was not a petrol head. I mean he did like driving. I mean he he'd driven the whole the, the amount of stuff he'd driven and types of vehicles, yeah, fire engines, mm. ambulances, yeah, he'd driven big stuff. Um not really wasn't really it was for speed. He, he had you know, there weren't many things that he hadn't driven mm. in kind of ordinary day-to-day type vehicles yeah you know, he'd never been in a racing car but you know mm. land rovers yeah jeeps yeah army trucks yeah yeah ambulances fire engines ladder platforms because he was in the fire service for a while yeah you know, all those sort of things yeah he could drive all those um but he wasn't really a petrol head. Yeah, he didn't take apart yeah. a, a car because he wanted to take apart a car. Yeah, yes, we did. So I mean, a few people lately in uh, the Makers Waffle group have been talking about kind of yeah, maybe doing like a, a van conversion. Mm.
3: Yes, and it, yeah, yeah, it's
0: a, it's, a, it's a popular thing now. I mean, he did that yeah, in late seventies, early eighties. He did a couple of different van conversions. What we would now call a day van. Yeah, we you yeah. kind of, yeah, you've got you've got a little kitchen area and you've got somewhere where yeah you could sleep in it overnight and he did several times in in both of them um two or three but again mostly it was out of kind of again necessity and it was yeah it out they were our only vehicles as well uh, so it was just like yes yeah
2: people have those things as like an extra vehicle (laughs) it's like well this is my Mm -hmm. work vehicle this is the nice one i drive the kids around in, and this is the project one which is yeah which is fine if you got that um but if you can, yeah um i think the only only way i could ever have one of those sort of mobile van home things is if it was also the way i got around um Mm. but then that might change what i do with it because it's like oh i can't i don't want to get the carpet dirty or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think finally you know, i think similar here I mean, we do have two cars and we live in yeah you know, not a, a wildly remote village but yeah there isn't a huge amount of stuff in the village you do basically need a vehicle or you have to wait a long time for buses and things so yeah. we do have two yeah you know, once my wife gets to work and then once i can do other things whether it's taking kids to, to school or, or various other kind of activities or just just going to get things do things you know doctor's appointments or whatever and yeah so two vehicles are i think would i want to kind of have a van at some point well yeah i mean kind of the, the kind of whole kind of cost of fuel type things i but I can see a, an application of having a van yes particularly when perhaps yeah we're empty nesters and the kids have gone yeah, but it'd be nice to be able to maybe have something that's big enough. Yeah, we can go and sleep in it. it Need to be big enough. Yeah, you know, so it's got kind of you know, some more facilities. So it's got maybe yeah. yeah, it's got a toilet, it's got a shower. Um, but it'd be great to be able to go somewhere, but have to be flexible enough where you can kind of go right. Oh, those pallets I talked about earlier in the show. Yep, I can go <laughs> and grab ten of them at the time.
2: <laughs> yes, and, is, and also you don't want to advertise if you've got a, a vehicle like that because I've, uh, I've only got a kangoo, which is sort of like you know. A, a pretend van um but as soon as i got that i made loads more friends than i thought i had you know like oh Darren, i hear you've got um got a, something with a big boot you know yeah, like, big hands you, what up. Are you, what are you doing yeah. this weekend
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh nothing why <laughs> oh no, nothing nothing it's just uh how, how, what are the measurements well it fit free treaser yes yeah yes, an american
3: it, <laughs>
1: we did a uh because we, we're gearing up for the festival next week. And um I I rob my old car, which is our kind of usual festival car, i built a, a roof rack, which is basically just like the top of a pallet. Um, but I I built it and then realized how much like a pallet it looked. So everyone <laughs> just calls it pallet. Um but the it was again out of necessity it's like you know cobbled together parts to make the whole roof rack. You know it was to, how it actually fitted onto the roof rails and stuff. Um, so it ended up being that the the bars, the roof bars, um, were just three by twos, but all screwed into the bodged metal brackets that I'd cobbled together out of some uh, some yeah. roof rack bars that we'd been given for a, a an old Volvo. It was like these are going to go in the skip unless you take them and do something with them. So you know, adapt them to fit on behind Honda and stuff. But um, when I got rid of the car, we took the pallet off it. And then now we've fitted it this weekend to <laughs> the the new festival car. Cool. Um, but it's that's basically just been again just bodged with other bits of wood and sinking, uh, you know, uh, hidden fasteners in and all that kind of stuff to make it you know fixed to the thing. Um, but yeah, it, it, in and amongst all that, my of us it was like uh, I've got this um, this couch to go and pick up for my flat. Uh, i was gonna borrow a, a van from my friend's garage but it'd be you know covered in crap and <laughs> w- would it would it go on the roof rack oh tell uh, you what on, yeah. let's, let's go and get let's gonna get it <laughs> so yeah, just like ratchet strapping his couch to the top of the car and just oh, it just as good, it? Yeah. just as the heavens opened
2: <laughs> Whoa. I said, uh, sort of, I know. I don't know if it's a myth, but i always liked that story about when they, uh, is it the Americans wanted to invent a, a pen that could work in space, and they spent thousands making it, on. and then Russia just used a pencil. Uh, and that's just that's always been one of my favorite stories, whether it's true or not. Uh, it's not. No. It's not. We,
1: we did actually. We did actually talk about that on a on a really on no. as well. It's, um, yeah, it it. it, it there's quite a few examples of that throughout history. I think of, of uh very similar sort of stories of, uh, of that kind of thing. It, it's, I always love that kind of stuff that, you know, the, the, like we said before the callback to, to storytelling, you know, that, that, uh, that's that whole setup of that Fisher's space Ben thing. You know, it's, yeah. It's,
2: it's like, yeah, it's like, well, it doesn't, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. That's what they say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> it,
0: it, it is a good point, And I think, Unfortunately, nowadays, of course, we live in a world where some some elements of media, whether that's mainstream or social, where actually you're yeah, not even going to let good ideas get in the way of telling lies, <laughs> so that we can generate
1: income. We live in a world yeah. where Snopes exists. Yes. Yes, it has to. Yes. Yeah.
2: Unfortunately. Right, time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Has yeah.
1: that been uh, grabbing anyone's attention by any chance, just to uh, <laughs> yeah, things like do yeah. a Stephen Erasmus, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've reached that point, yeah. So, our attention grabbers the anything that's been kind of grabbing our attention, whether it's past or future or present,
2: um, I wrote some things,
0: brilliant, I came prepared. Oh, prepared, can be anything, can be more than one. We don't do just one,
2: like some shows, no, no, that's a, uh, yeah, lots yeah, like, oh, we yes, so I- multiple. Things things I'm trying to concentrate at the moment that got my was, should have my attention, but I haven't devoted much to it. I was um uh basically my sister sent me an advert for B&Q saying they wanted product testers or, or ambassadors and I've started, mm. and I sent a ridiculous video as far as I'm concerned. Um I mean like I think the principal was there, but the, the editing was quite bad. Anyway, they said, Oh yeah, okay, cool. We'd like you to do that. So I have to basically select a product. <laughs> um from a quite a limited catalog um but i think i'm i'm probably going to fall down either the sander or the sds thing in uh because those are things i know i could immediately use and they won't be too complicated in terms of me reviewing them um, yeah. some of the products they have uh like you know like paint or uh flooring samples and things like that i could get a ton of dirt but i wouldn't know how to review it <laughs> It was dirty, <laughs> yeah. It filled the hole, um, and uh, yeah. So I other attention match. grabbers, a <laughs> uh, uh, couple of YouTube channels I'd like to sort of like promote to anyone that is interested. But um, uh, the Fish Locker um, is just a it's a foraging mm-hmm. channel, but it's also this guy. He's just is is um, in Cornwall, just just charming. Just watch him go out for the day. Is like, oh yeah, see that you can eat that. You know, now this is what he's really knowledgeable um and uh you know and I've, I've, I've identified things i didn't know about in our local area since watching these not that oh, i'd nice. eat them because it's quite a dirty harbor but um but <laughs> yeah. really interesting channel to watch um and it just sort of like you know he, he he watch him go and say like this is a good size thing for this don't do this do that um sit there he, watch him eat his uh cook and eat the food but it's one of my sort of favorite little uh i don't know, like it's it reminds me of the Good Life, uh, which is a favourite TV show. Mm. Um, uh, but it's just, just let it wash over you. Just nice little, charming channel to watch.
0: Reminds me of um, not far from you is the guy. I can't remember his name. Off the top of my head. Uh, Atomic Shrimp.
2: Atomic Shrimp. Yes, he's not too far. Because no.
0: he's not far from you. Because he does. I mean, he does a whole mix of things. I love his. I love his channel. I mean, you know anything from scam baiting to foraging. Yes. Um, and, and making as well, and it's it's really quite fascinating. Yeah, you know, some of the things that he does, and yeah, you know, when he kind of goes, yeah, I'm gonna go out foraging. And he goes goes for a walk, and it's like a forty minute video of him going for a walk.
2: Yes, yes. And then just
0: stopping and foraging along the way. and He takes a little camping stove and you know, cooks up something. I just found.
2: find it yeah amazing. I mean, like uh, it might it might be essential viewing uh, in the coming future. Who knows? <laughs> like,
1: pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah a bit like when you used to you know like you were saying just nip outside go get some um some taters or whatever but like you know, right okay sorry it's oysters for dinner again
3: yeah
0: <laughs> you you said the other one?
2: Oh, yeah uh the other fellow is um uh da-da. Studston Studio I hope I'm saying that right Studston Studio basically um uh the one i found was um Howl's Moving Castle and he basically makes these models out of anything he's got around and he saves all these Ooh. old toys and things um and specifically like he seems to use a lot of Gundam parts but the mm. amount of things he finds that somehow magically fit together like you know he'll pick something up and go like oh yeah look that's clearly the engine for one of these things I'm doing <laughs> it's like I don't see it but Active then fashion almost yeah uh, yes. really recommend the, the thing that like he did um uh house moving castle was the one i just watched um pre, prior to that was uh the mario odyssey yeah mario odyssey hat oh, and it's, just, nice. it's just watching him getting all this stuff that and you glue it together and it's just, but the narration is brilliant um it's just he he tells the story as he's doing it it's not one of those um fast sort of like clicky uh things mm. it's Practically real time almost, but uh, the way he tells the story is, is really involves you. Um, yeah, hands down, one of the best things I've seen in ages.
0: It amazes me how some people can kind of sort of see junk, yeah, and put it together. Yeah. It's like Tom, Tom Peterson, we uh, yeah. use refuse, refuse, reuse. Yes, Re-
3: refuse. yes. Um,
0: I mean, it just yeah, the stuff he sort of puts together, whether it's welding or bolting it or screwing it together, and it just you know takes a bunch of junk and turns it into a sculpture but whether it's personal whether it's a thing mm. I mean I've got I've got one of his ray guns and it's just oh yes it's, I one saw of my favorite. it's just one of my favorite things um, at the moment it's in the tinkerage because I want to make a I want to make a cradle for it so I can actually kind of put it up on the wall yeah behind me above kind of there or I I might it. go that side but I want it up on the wall and but it's I just how do some of these? Some people just—they look at things and just go, oh, "Ah, yeah, yeah, that's an engine for something."
2: That's that's—it's an amazing I, skill because I look at something and say, "Like, oh, I can clean it," <laughs> um, or you know, restore <laughs> it. You yeah. know, like, I know that they, this is the way it's meant to look. I can't make something necessarily look like something else.
0: So. I, I think somehow I can see I can see something and go, "Oh, that reminds me of a engine." But mm-hmm. it's when they kind of take multiple things, and they, it, I can maybe do it with kind of one thing or someone's two things. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, and there is that kind of Henry. element from when a, a kid, you kind of put things together to make you know, ray guns or whatever. But you know, the, the depth of artistry of putting together a, a, a multitude of things, Yeah,
1: definitely. painting
0: it, and adding just those little greebies and tweaks.
2: Well, that's <laughs> so the thing. I mean, I after he's stuck it all together, he paints it as well. And I, I have not yeah. got that skill level.
0: <laughs> Definitely something I'd, I'd like to have a go at. Hmm. But I'm gonna get rid of a pile of the junk so I won't have the bits to do it with well, <laughs> like I could keep them and then I would. But um, no. uh, oh yeah. No Yeah, and th- these these are these are real thoughts. Those those are real thoughts from the
1: from the Tinkerage.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, those are real thoughts from the Tinkerage if i get rid of some of the stuff that i've spent decades acquiring then i won't have it if i get to a point where i'm making a project that requires those bits or could use those bits even though the rational part of my brain knows that i can go and buy things or go to car boot sales or go to charity shops and pick up other
1: things where i can or or then cannibalize swing that arm the other way Bash it into the three D printer and then just oh yeah I can make the things yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that. Have you got any other ones, Darren? Was that it?
2: Uh, well yeah, the rest I think I, uh, they've come up in conversation. I was saying like so yeah, I, I, ideally I want to put somewhere uh, for the chop saw. I'm working on the um, uh, the vaulting horse footstool for my uncle. Um, nice. Yeah, and, and, and then oh, and then the background, i have got. So there's a bit of um uh singer sewing table behind me. Uh, I
1: spotted that wheel and it looked very familiar. Yeah,
2: so it's uh, but I'm trying it a different way this time. Um, because previously they've all been quite good, Nick, and I've just sort of dusted them and spray painted them. But this one was is gross. Um, so I've taken it apart, uh, which took some convincing. <laughs> um because <I, laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, so. Yeah, I was just sitting there with this big screwdriver not doing anything for a very long time. And I was like, I'm sure there's a tool that could do better than this. And I remembered somewhere I had some more grips. And uh, yeah, after that, it was was really easy. Now I've got to clean it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the bit I'm not really looking forward to. Yeah. Let's put it back together as well at some point. Yeah, I've got to, you know, it's actually, there's not many screws. This is, that's, that's all of them. That's That's not bad. No, I mean, like. They That's kind of know. look like they'll only go in one place, so... It's just a, a
0: <laughs> 3D jigsaw
2: puzzle. It's when you've got yeah. one left over at the end. That's, yeah. And no <laughs> holes. <laughs> yes, we can make holes. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, what about you?
1: What can your attention? Uh, the festival prep. Um, but also uh, the uh, our good friends Ellen Carrow and Heidi, uh, get crashed or well, not get crashed, but were invited to join our good friends at the Two Thirds Focused podcast as well. Yes, um, to kind of follow on the, the sort of similar discussions in in the area of trying to raise yeah, awareness.
3: Yes, um,
0: yeah, yeah similarly of course, difficult listening. Yes, three three different people.
1: Exactly, yeah, um, three. But they did guests a, we a, had a stellar job. So yeah, very very proud of all three of those, and for the boys for inviting them up, um, and tackling that because it's uh, it's something we need to uh, raise more awareness of, and uh, do better as uh, as a group of. Dudes and non-men. No, not no, not non-men. You know what I mean? Yeah, we do, unpaid. and we do.
0: And that, it needs to be. I mean, there's been some things lately, uh, kind of yeah, just in the general media and social media. Kind of, yeah, yeah. As yeah. As, as men trying to do the right things, when you kind of sort of stand up and go, yeah, boy, that's rubbish.
1: And call that's out your brothers. Call me. out your peers. Yeah, and um, yeah we need to do better yeah and we need to help each other's to do to do better to know you know some of us don't realize when we might say I do something that's not right yeah um, and, and, context, particularly with, and particularly with like younger that. yeah with boys and, and young men yeah they need to see good examples of they need to see good examples but older generations as well things that aren't you know that might once have been appropriate that aren't now um, you know and that's one of the things that is uh a difficulty in a community like the maker community where you know we, we interact but we we sometimes forget context you know yeah. there's there's a difference in in saying something in a group of close friends or saying it in a public forum and um, you know, it's things like that that uh we just need to reflect on a little more i think uh no very very proud of our friends there how about you it's been grabbing yours uh
0: this week uh my attention what's been grabbing my attention uh the the 10-year anniversary sale brought my attention this uh this week and uh emptied my wallet of a few (laughs) hard-earned pounds yeah it did um and might again because it's going on till the 31st of august and I've got a couple of ideas for a, I've got a project in mind that could involve some electronics and there's a, there's at least one product they sell which might make that a real possibility.
1: You should do some um, space to put these new projects in
0: there. Well there is you that loads of well. space. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I will have. I will have. Um yeah, we've got we've got we've got uh two weeks of the summer holidays left. Well a week and a mm-hmm. bit, of the summer holidays left. Once that happens and everyone's back to work and school, then I am going to have more time so I can actually get on with sort of doing some things. Um, but that's 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 for future attention grabbing. Uh, two other things that grabbed my attention this week. Uh, today, uh, you've, I mean, you brought this to my attention, even though I hadn't realized it and that I watched it separately. Uh, Tom Scott, on <laughs> uh, his second channel. I Was going to got shout got that out. I
1: figured you would probably be shouting it yeah. as well. So Tom Scott go. To
0: uh, he and um Gav from Gavin from FOMO Guys, guys mm-hmm. did a session. They had a bit of a competition between themselves and they had the, the hot ones, uh, hot sources to work right. through. Yeah, and it's hilarious.
3: It, for it all was the wrong just, reasons. Rather than I, being I, like I've the been interview been that, format
1: yeah. you'd get in hot ones, it was, yes. It was, uh estimation questions and the loser yeah. of that question had to try some of the hot sauce that which is... was on
0: on nachos rather than on some meat yeah tortilla <laughs> chips so yeah, they, they would
1: they would put a dollop on um uh, yeah it's um, yeah it's well worth checking out cuz it's yes. as I'm I saying, mean it's, it's hilarious yeah it's all it's
0: hilarious in all the best possible taste and oh, okay is, you know, <laughs> yeah um the other thing I've been this week, I've been watching season two and part way through season three of Blown Away on Netflix, which is the glass-blowing glass reality Netflix. competition.
1: I saw season one. I haven't seen the
0: other yeah, season well, season two they bring in international, so season two there's Brit and an Australian, I think. Uh, it's, it? it's Australian a good series, season though. three. Yeah, season season two. I mean, it it's they're short programs which i think is good mm-hmm. uh so they're only half an hour uh there is a bit of tension because yeah, it's glass and glass breaks sometimes just just yeah. because um so there's a bit of tension with that and it's kind of almost i started watching it i mean a i've been wanting to watch it anyway but thinking of okay the last couple of episodes we had we were talking a lot about art because there is a lot of kind of that kind of art type discussion here why have you made this Well, you know and there's kind of a whole kind of art way of talking about the reasons behind something. So it was kind of a bit of a fascination really with that and to see it. But it, it I like seeing making programs and it's a making programme. So mm. um but I thought yeah part I'm part way through I think I've seen three of season three. Um season two was okay. Yeah it was it it was good. I mean there's there's some interesting characters as you get on reality TV programs. Yeah Perhaps. people are just a bit too much. Um, but other people that are kind of all right, and you kind of go, Yeah, I like you, but you just keep saying stuff because you think it's gonna get you
2: well, yeah, they need to noticed the crazy or whatever, team.
0: and you keep contradicting yourself. <laughs> and you've just said this, and that's definitely not true because you demonstrated that you weren't <laughs> that good, uh, yeah, that sort of thing. So you get that kind of thing, but that's reality TV type programs, isn't it? But uh, yeah, worth a watch, I think. Uh, if you like kind of making on TV because there's not enough of it, um,
2: agreed. Uh, yeah, so yes, I'll follow that, that in the stuff. next couple of days.
0: Yeah, cool. Darren, where can people find you?
2: Ah, uh, they can find me mainly on Instagram, um, on Cooper's Work at Cooper's Worksbench. Um, I have ambitions of making a YouTube video again. <laughs> That's because uh, you haven't made some before. I have made some before, but uh, yeah, this, this has been like my, you know, Mr. Holland's opus um, and it's died on me twice. So eventually there will be a video uh, and then it will be the same handle as well. Cooper's workbench. Cool.
0: Cool. I think those links are already in place on, on YouTube. So people can go and find those and subscribe and give you a few more subscribers. so You can get that custom URL. Oh, Oh yeah. That'd be nice. Nice. That would be nice. Put it on my wall. <laughs> you have to make it yourself, but yeah. Well, it's, it's a project. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> plenty of people make. Plenty of people make themselves a, a kind of yeah, a ten a play button one, or a play thousand one, yeah. play button.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, I could just make one of those. Does, you don't have yeah. to have them, do you?
0: No. Okay. Oh, you should make one. <laughs> yeah, make one. Bit good video. <laughs> On Head that note. I think we'll say goodbye to folks, and um, we'll, we'll thank you, you for joining week. us, Aaron. Yes, yeah. no, no, thank you for having me. Um, thank for everyone else chatting.
2: who was in the chat.
1: Yeah, some good chat tonight, too.
0: Yeah, so good. Bye, folks. See you next week. See Ciao, next Bella. Week. <laughs>